This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, we are joined by Nate Casimiro from the podcast Nat One Presents to geek out about episode eight of WandaVision. Geek Boner! Plus, the third Spider-Man movie has a title, a badly photoshopped image of Marvel's Eternals leaks, and J.J. Abrams is rebooting Superman. What? All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, March 1st, 2021. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. That's right, what's up? Hello and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the human soundboard jock. He's a nerd. And joining us, uh, Lady Gaga's former dog walker, it's Rug Boy. What happened there, Rugs? The guy that got away from you? Listen, these dogs shit a lot, and yeah. I wasn't paying attention. All right, I understand. And then, you know, what happened? I took what? a bullet. I took oh, a bullet for these dogs. You did. That was very brave of you, lady. What, you didn't hear some dogs. You didn't hear about Lady Gaga's French Bulldogs. We'll get to that in a second. Let me introduce oh our other God. guest, because joining us also today, very special guest from the podcast Nat One Presents. It's Nate Casimiro. What's up, Nate? Hey, thanks for having me on the show, guys. Really excited to be here. Hello, Nathaniel. Nathaniel, I, I'm glad to meet you. Glad to have you on. Do you know about Lady Gaga's dog? Can you fill in, Anthony? I'm surprised he hasn't heard about this story. Yeah. So uh, basically, uh, she had a professional dog walker with uh, I don't know how many dogs she had, but someone basically shot and stole her dogs. I, I think oh, they have been geez. returned at this yes. point. The, um, yes, they have. The, the dog walker got shot like four times. She has two French bulldogs that were stolen, and then some lady found them tied up somewhere they didn't even ask for a ransom i don't know what the point of any of this was rugs you got to keep those dogs on a leash a little bit tighter when you walk it's them. hard Jesus they outweigh Christ. me they <laughs> outweigh me dark thing to, uh, to joke about it's like a like an alternate child's play like <laughs> no, you know no. like a, the, listen the, the dog walker got shot yeah he's fine yes. though no he's fine oh, and the dogs okay. are fine nobody died it's not that dark he just there's a little well, shooting why did he get shot i don't know well, i think this is my my theory is my working theory is that they were going to <laughs> They were going to like do a ransom thing, yeah, but yeah. It, it got way too hot for them. And they just ditched the dogs. Yeah, they just ditched it. Like they thought that they were be able to do it on the DL, but Lady Gaga got out in front of it and said, "Look, I'm going to give you f- anybody who can figure out who this fucker is five hundred thousand dollars." Hot, and it got hot for them, and so they just these fucking pe- bailed. These people are idiots. People love their French bulldogs. Uh wait, back to Nate. Nate, you tell us a little bit about your show. Nat One presents. What do you do over there? And your co-host. Who I'm told is also named Nate. What? Yeah, we got yeah. T- two Nates, one podcast. Uh, don't look nice. that up. Um, <laughs> but we are uh, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We're kind of like D and D if it was mixed with K and Peel. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We're not like a critical role. Uh, we're just two goofy Nates uh, trying to crack each other up, role play a little bit, and, and play some some dice games. That's fun. so. It's a two player. It's a two player Dungeons and Dragons game, or you got a whole group or something. 
so we bring on uh, other guests occasionally. We kind of have like a guy backstage who will sometimes like DM for us. But yeah, we just we we play it two player, which sounds really sad and, and depressing, and it is <laughs> honestly. Uh, but you, like the game, I just never heard of that before. Yeah, you, well, we we have a lot of with COVID. Not everybody can find a group these days. You know, yeah, some people yeah, are hopping yeah. on Discord, but some people just really have like their roommate or their spouse or whatever. So we're we're just trying to make it fun for everybody and accessible. Uh, what is what is Dungeons and Dragons? It's listen, role playing D and D. This is a huge industry. There's conventions. There's a uh, you know huge YouTube streamers. How big is this industry, Nate? I, I mean, I, I don't. It's so big that Wizards of the Coast is going all in, and and they're just dumping as much money as possible. It's wow. not. It's not so uncool to play D and D anymore. Yeah, uh, it's so it's pretty play, par for you, the course. It's a card game, and you you do role play. It's not a card game. You some people buy these books online. Basically, D and D puts uh-huh. out rule books and characters like like rules. Like this is what a class and how it works and how you roll your stats. And then people can just they just roll dice and and follow the rules. But they basically make up the rest of the story, the uh-huh. battle. Um, so they just reference like sets of stats out of books. But then they make everything else up themselves. And then they roll dice have, like, to kind of decide. Pieces? Like the, I'm There's, looking up like the, a giant castle with these little figurines. It, it really depends. We don't. We're not super into it. Uh, I would like to spend my money elsewhere. But a lot of people, yeah, they'll buy these little like miniatures uh, are really popular mm-hmm. in, in this industry where they'll, they'll you'll buy like a little like avatar to represent yourself. And then they'll buy environment mm-hmm. pieces and they'll maybe they'll be modular and move them around. Um, so you, you can put as much <laughs> you can dump as much money as you want. It's kind of if you've ever heard of like Warhammer, you could spend hundreds of dollars on these things. But you could also just literally buy one book for 40 bucks and a, like, a set of dice and, and you'd be good to go. Um, I mean, I've been working at playing D&D for like since I was like, I don't know, like 13 or something. I've never actually played. I have books. I have the Marvel ones. I have all the uh, other. Uh, I have a like, uh, Dragonlance and Ravenloft, and all that stuff. Never played it. I, I just have the books. I know the rules. <laughs> You've just I fucking all know the stuff. I, I just never played it with anyone. It's one of those things I could never find a group to play with. And then I always feel like. I don't want to like play with complete strangers or I don't want to seem like the person doesn't know shit. So I don't, I never actually did it, but I am interested in this new kind of digital age of Dungeons and Dragons where like, it's literally like, like the board is all digital. Like the pieces are all digital. There's 3d, like you, you can like turn the whole environment and shit. And there's like people doing really crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. There's there's two really popular pieces of software. One's by the people who actually make uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and so they have this whole like digital character sheet where you just enter, you answer yes or no questions, and then there's your character. Because that can take like thirty minutes to make if you're working out of a book. And then there's a piece of software where you can just like make maps, and then everybody sees the same map, and they can move their oh, cool. digital tokens on there, and that's free. So uh, those are the two. That's kind of how the game's evolving into this like online Discord community. Wow. Um, so if you ever want to play rugs, uh, but you have to, you have to be on cam, um, just so that I can see whether or not you're a possessed doll. Um, oh, mm, well, that might, that might be a deal breaker, but we could get him on cam. Rugs will do. <laughs> I've been on cam before. Yes, he has. Uh, yeah. but I'm neat. I'm in the same place as rug boy. Like I always wanted to play. I never got a chance to play. I remember in high school, I bought this, uh, the Marvel superheroes role playing box, uh, game and it had like the little cutouts in the stands and then I realized oh wait you need to have friends to play this and so the box never got used and I never found anybody to play it but for a beginner I think we have some listeners who are into this and maybe want to do it for a beginner now what would you recommend where do you start do you start with the yeah. online stuff because it's yeah. easier 
Yeah. So, I mean, back in the day, I would have told you before the pandemic, go to the mall, go to your local game shop, yeah, and right? they're going to have like a weekly D&D night. That's what I did. And then quickly, I found a couple people who were funny. The rest were awful. And then we just immediately <laughs> took it to someone's house. Because um, that's how Got we it. wanted to play. Yeah. Um, but today, just honestly, go on like a Facebook group and just search like Dungeons and Dragons group. And then there's always people recruiting people for their new campaigns. Um, so it's, it's not super hard. Discord would probably be another great place if you just like search some of the different communities or just, I don't know, email us at, you know, nat one presents, uh, dot com and, uh, we'll, we'll get you. We'll, we'll, get, we'll find you a group. We'll make you a group. There you go, listener. Right on. All right, Nate, glad to have you here. Let's geek out about some geek news. The Jock and Ned Podcast. All right, after being trolled uh, by Tom Holland and Zendaya and Jacob Batalon, Sony and Marvel finally revealed the Spider-Man 3 title. It is Spider-Man No Way Home. No way. Before I get to thoughts on that, <laughs> no way. Uh, the, uh, the fake titles were kind of funny. Uh, one was Spider-Man Home Slice. One was Spider-Man Phone Home. And then Spider-Man Home Wrecker. And some people actually thought that E.T.'s fucking catchphrase was going to be the Spider-Man uh, title. I was like, this, this is not real. Uh, and then they put out this funny video with Spider-Man No Way Home and a, uh, a dry erase board with a lot of fun stuff we, I want to talk about. But let's get to, what do you guys think about the title? Geek Boat? Floppy John. Geek Boat. Which way are we leading? Anthony? Let me defer to the guest. Okay, you Nate, first. you're a guest. Well, considering this might, uh, it's unlikely, but it might be his last contract as Peter Parker. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think No Way Home is a fitting, If it, it's kind of dark, and I kind of yeah. like it. You know, we, we've gone from him being like a teenager with uh, Homecoming and, and now uh, Far From Home, and now No Way Home is just like, it's dark, and I, I like it. That's what I'd like to see in this next one. Well, at the end of uh, Far From Home, he's kind of on the run. He's been outed. He's a, a criminal, I guess, in some people's eyes. And half of, the, half of the public is rooting for him, and the other half wants to put him away. So, But does this hint at any of this multiverse madness with Jamie Foxx and uh, uh, Doc Ock, Alfred Molina coming in? I don't know. Uh, Ruggs, what do you think about No Way Home? What? It's a title. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, all right. It's I fine. mean, what I, it's not the – I mean – Home record would have been more fun. Home you know? record would have been yeah. funny. <laughs> but, uh, Home slice. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, you know, it sounds like uh, there. I mean, are they trying to telegraph the fact that he's not coming back? I don't know. It's weird. So we'll see. I'm like, uh, I'm excited to see what the, all this uh, hubbub with all the different universes is about and who all these guests that you're hearing and all these yeah. kind of fucking cameos you're hearing about geek boner i mean so, uh, tom holland keeps saying in every interview that andrew garfield and toby Maguire are not in this movie and i think the more he says it the more i think they're in the fucking movie why do you keep saying this <laughs> like this is a reason anthony no way home where are you landing on this so i think the first title homecoming yeah w- was fun yeah it was you know wink wink nod nod they're in high school and the return of spider-man to the mcu yeah 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 yep. Far from home and now no way home. I gotta admit, it's a little weak. The, these titles are weak. You know, they're playing with the home thing. It's that that I guess is fun, but they're not fun in like the sense of the other titles are either major comic book storylines yeah, or right. like things that just would get you excited, like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of yeah. Magnus. You know, Thor, even, Ragnarok, even Captain America, Civil War, Ant Man Three, Quantum Mania. Even Quantumania. that one, you're like, what the you, fuck you, is going on here? You, yeah, they all just kind of bring intrigue where No Way Home is just like, oh, okay, like, 
something's happened and he can't no. come home. But I, the the home thing has been like I feel like has run its course. But yeah, whatever. yeah, it's a title yeah, of a yeah, movie. Yeah, it's fine. It has it's no indication of what it doesn't really give you any indication how the movie's going to turn out. Um, I do think Tom Holland. Does, I'm reading your thing about him being this under final contract. Yeah, I read yeah, somewhere yeah. that they do intend to sign him and hopefully do more Spider-Man films with him as an older Peter Parker, but oh. we'll see. Well, they got to re-up their deal, I guess, with Sony and negotiate. You know, I the- thought they had done that, right? and maybe I misread that, so I don't know. He's going to get paid! Right, they're definitely going to be salary negotiations because he, Far From Home, made a billion, first Spider-Man movie to make a billion dollars. But I kind of agree, No Way Home, they kind of pigeonholed themselves with this home using the word home, and I was like, eh, it's all right. I mean... They should have done... Yeah. Home Alone. Oh, well, and, has, yeah, and no. cast <laughs> Macaulay Culkin as That's, Craven the Hunter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. That would be actually really appropriate. Kevin McAllister hunting the best game ever. Spider-Man. Yeah, and like Spider Man's like trapped hunter. in Kevin a house. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Kevin McAllister's trying to get into the house. <laughs> yeah. Have you oh. seen what he looks like today, though? That would be terrifying. I would he not looks want terrifying. modern yeah, day. He, he looks like kind of like a little bit like a serial killer. He could play a serial He's killer. He's probably the same height as Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's his real name again? Uh, Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kevin. Kevin! Uh, well, that a Home Alone on this whiteboard from the video where they released this. That's one of the ones on there, and it's crossed off, and it says copyright issues. Nate, what did you think of this whiteboard with uh, some of these fun little uh, names they thought of? Also, there's hexagons on here in the form of <laughs> chemical compounds that may be spider-man's web fluid but we know marvel loves their hexagons yeah i love i love when they have fun with it like this is the kind of promotional material i actually enjoy versus some of the the garbage they they put online so i i really dig um just i I, i'm guessing they probably still made this for promotional materials and this wasn't the actual whiteboard but it's still cool to to see that they have a sense of humor um and like maybe maybe some of these were actual considerations which would be pretty cool for the people who like to overanalyze everything um, there might be some good ones in there. Yeah, they had webcamming, homesick, homeschooled, home sweet home, and the, some of the responses and the different colors. They kind of seem like they're from the different cast members. Uh, I'm, I'm scrolling through pictures of Macaulay Culkin. Sorry, to yeah, interrupt. yeah. How, what's he look like? That does he look? I mean, I, it, what's he look? It's like? weird how kids grow up. I'll just say that he looks. I wish he looked like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was so adorable. In Home Alone and uh, uh, Uncle, what's that one uh, with uh, Uncle Buck? Uncle Buck with uh, uh, what's his name? What about the one where he's a child killer? And oh, he kills and the he other, swears, and yeah, the good son. That he's still he was adorable and while Frodo he was swimming. Was in that, yeah, yeah, he, Elijah Wood. But yeah. man, is he fucking cute at Home Alone? You're just like this is the most. But he's kind of like a real life Bart Simpson too in that movie. Plays it and perfectly. We are now kicked off of Libsyn forever. Why is that? We're talking about like a, a little boy and saying how yeah. cute he is. He was cute in that movie. I can't he say was that. Cute. Well, I was once <laughs> cute as well. Yes. And look what happened. Yeah. Were you ever a little boy? <laughs> I was. I, w- I was a little Macaulay Culkin. I was exactly the same as Kevin McAllister. I was like a little brown Macaulay Culkin. Did you was- listen to this? I'm, we're taking this off the rails. Yeah. You, you. I think you mentioned it though. You listened to him with Rogan a couple of years ago, and he sounds yes. quite normal. I yeah. wanted to hang out with him. He seemed yeah. really cool. I was like, this kid has a good head on his shoulders, despite what he's been through. He went through the thing, you know, to try to get his money from his dad. The parents always screw these child actors because they're making millions. But he was he was pretty well adjusted compared to other kid actors that have gone through right. that so and he's alive still which is good yes that's the most important <laughs> thing like he has he's got this business uh b- uh bunny something they make he's like a painter or comedy some shit, videos right? yeah he's doing a bunch of things 
Yeah, I'm sorry. So I see him on Cinemassacre a lot. Oh, really? (laughs) Really? He jumps in there. Yeah, he's on Cinemassacre. Yeah. What the fuck? At least twice. At least twice I've seen him. Hey, what do you think about Home Alone? Is this a Christmas uh, mainstay for you? Do you watch it every year? Oh yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, not every (laughs) year, but just this year actually. Netflix has like a how it's made like movie documentary. Oh yeah, Yeah. Home Alone is one of them, right? Yeah. And I think they remember they said that he was like as a child actor, he was just like really fun to work with, and he was. I mean, of course they're gonna say that, but I want to believe it that he was just like super, just like excitable and, and. like he Fun knew all his lines and he knew everybody else's lines. He was super, yeah. he was good. Basically he said, no, I remember what he said on Rogan. Rogan was like, what is, what, what, what is a tip you would have to child actors? And basically he was like, I got where I got because I could just remember shit really well. That's all it was. None of the other kids could have remembered their lines. I could, I had a good memory. That was, he's, he's yeah. dated some, oh, yeah. some hot oh, girls yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Mila Kunis, he's now with Brenda oh, Song. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, man. Good for Mike Holly. Yeah. His whole family. Kieran Culkin is very talented. How did we end up talking about the Culkins? What the fuck? Kieran Culkin is a creepy looking <laughs> Yeah, but he's too. a good actor, though, too. He is. Yeah. He is creepy looking. He's a great actor. The other thing I thought was funny on Spider Man <laughs> No Way Home, it says only in the movie theaters this Christmas they're starting to really emphasize the only in movie theaters for the movies coming out. Later hmm. this year, I thought that was interesting. Uh, listener, join the conversation. We have a great Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. You can get in there, geek out with us. It is exclusive closed group just for you. Uh, and it makes it like an interactive show. We're going to read some of your posts later on. I got to welcome some new members. Jeff Chapman, Lauren Souza Foes, Clay Jack, John Ruffin, and Cole Music. Jock and Nerd. Welcome to the group. I believe some of those are friends of Lenny Romero. Lensations himself. The Lensations. The lens. Yeah. They, they're giving me the Lensations. And also, we'll be continuing one more time. Spoiler threads for every episode of WandaVision. There's one more. Geek boner. So get in that group. Okay, moving on. This story, you guys, uh, announced today. Kind of no surprise, but interesting to see what they're doing. San Diego Comic-Con has announced they are canceling the in-person convention again. Oh, shit. For the second year. It will go virtual, and it will take place between July 23rd to 25th. Um, yeah, I guess it's still not. When is this coming back? Anthony, what do you think? When is the time for conventions like this? A convention that pulls, what, uh, over 100,000 people a day? Uh, I mean, if you're asking my prediction on when we will have conventions, yeah. maybe... I could see July or August. Oh, okay. I, I think, I mean, California is one of the more strict states, but we'll see. Maybe August, September, somewhere around there, fall. Nate, did you go to conventions a lot? Did you, did you miss them? Oh, oh huge. I'm a, I'm a big Comic-Con. I proposed to my spouse on stage at a Comic-Con, actually. What? So oh, it's, oh, uh, yeah. oh. Okay, yeah. let's hear the story. Everything stops. So Tell me the story. It was, a, it was a nerdy burlesque show. So it was like the Saturday oh, night at Phoenix Comic-Con. Um, and so they it was like characters dressed up as superheroes and then stripping, um, which was <laughs> obviously excellent. our thing. Yes. Um, and so at the halftime, I contacted the show people. They were awesome. And at the, like, at the intermission, they basically called me up and said I had, they had found someone's wallet at the bar. And that's totally something I would do. Like, that's very believable. So, of course, uh, my husband, he, he just kind of looked at me and was like, oh, of course you did that. And I went up on stage. So they're like, if you want your wallet back, you're going to have to dance. So I danced for like 30 seconds. It's really embarrassing. Super gross. <laughs> um, they stopped that immediately, probably faster than they planned to. 
And then they uh, they basically said, like, we're not impressed. You need to do, if you want your wallet back, you need to do something more impressive. And I said, you know, how about I uh, call my fiance up here and, and propose? Oh, and everybody, snap. like, lost their mind. Uh, it, was, it was a good time. It was really, I've not done many things right in my life, but uh, being on the show and proposing, uh, my proposal <laughs> was pretty good. Uh, yeah, so. you're, at, you're, at, you're at least two things, which is more than most. That's more, <laughs> than, Imran. more than me, definitely. Yeah. yeah, you got me beat. Oh, my sure. God. <laughs> that's amazing. So, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, did you go? Do you go to the uh, the dungeons, the role playing conventions? What are those called? What's that one? Uh, no, you know, I've not been. I, they're just, I don't know, are Renaissance fairs? Is that kind of what you're thinking? Or I, mean, I know uh, there's like the board game industry has a huge conventions. I've been to all types because I, I went to school for game design too. So I've been to like, I've oh. been to gaming conventions, I've been to Renaissance fairs, and I've been to Comic Cons, which Comic Con is really just whether you're a writer, you're into yeah. film, whether it's you're into reading. It's for game everything. Game design. So. What is that? Yeah. Um, what do you mean by game, game design? design. It, it's it's a great way to get a degree and then have no practical experience for <laughs> the real oh, world. Shit. But that's really well, every what, degree. What did right? you learn? So, like game theory, level design, like kind of gamification and how you can like teach people, uh, you know, through games. Uh, like like the tutorial of every game is more effective than any job training you've probably ever had. Yeah. And like yeah. you know, I'm in the National Guard, and like all of our training on our equipment were simulations, and and that's that's a game, uh-huh. a simulation at the end of the day. Yeah, right, yeah. So. So that's it was kind of just interactive content, not so specific to like what you would just think of as a game. But it, yeah, interactive content, you know, like uh, we huh. can learn a lot even just through Netflix or Disney Plus. Um, what school so, teaches that? Oh, a lot of yeah, like USC is a big one. I didn't go there, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I went I went to a school in, in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. But there there are dozens now, you know, colleges and universities, they'll they'll teach whatever program will get students in, even if they can't mm-hmm. <laughs> match you with jobs or give you any practical experience. But um, it's it's just more and more popular over the last decade. Yeah, um, I graduated in like 2014, so it was it was a thing all the way back in 2010. Huh. Man, esports degrees are huge now. As like an esports manager, that's E-manager. a big one. Esports manager. Yeah, Would you go Holy Cross. Uh, close, but no, that's that's a way better school. I went to Becker College. Oh. Uh, so oh, okay, that was the only school I could think of in Worcester. Holy Cross. There's like 15 in Worcester in one city. It's crazy. There's like a thousand in Massachusetts. Yeah, no, yeah I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't so. know. No, that's probably super accurate. <laughs> I mean, Boston alone has so many. You gotta say so Wusta Mass. Yeah. Uh, but that? Anthony, this is a a big industry. I recently, Nate, I don't know if you've seen this. There's a documentary on Amazon called I think it's called Game Masters. It followed four tabletop board game designers uh, through the creation of the game and funding it and getting it made. And one part that was interesting when you're talking about the instructions is how. It's a science to write the instructions to a game so that they're clear, so that your grandmother can sit down and read this and know how to play the game. It's got to be, you know, that straightforward. And then the other thing was interesting. There was a Pakistani girl in there, you guys, who she didn't want to have an arranged marriage. So she got a visa. She moved to New York to be a game designer. She makes a game, a board game called Arranged about arranged marriages and how they like trap you and eventually moves here and becomes like, a big game designer. It was a fascinating documentary. That's amazing. Imagine yeah. being that guy that you are so bad that the the woman moved to another country and then designed <laughs> a game about how awful yes. you were and became oh, famous. They were That's gonna, gotta suck. Yeah, they were gonna force me to marry you. Now I'm making a game about it, you bastard. <laughs> uh, interesting stuff. The other convention canceled. I got another email last month from our buddy Jerry Milani, who is the PR guy at Wizard World. We have been credentialed for a couple times at Wizard World. But Wizard World 2021 for Cleveland, St. Louis, and Chicago canceled. Oh, Actually, geez. just postponed. They're pushing it back from June 
to August, Anthony. Like you said, it may be mm. a little bit better. August 27, 29, Donnelly Stevens Convention Center. I, if it goes on, maybe we'll try to get press credentials. Do you guys remember? It was a year ago. We were we had a partnership with E3. Remember this? That's right. E3 yep. was going to happen. We were running ads on our show. Uh, we had cr- press credentials. There was going to be logos and signage in Los Angeles with Jock and Nerd logo at the show. Jim McPike was going to go. I gave him the, the, the credentials. I was like, if you go buy a ticket and go, go report, record some audio. And then all that shit just got shut down as in a year ago. Well, the whole world got shut down. That was crazy. Down. That was crazy. I was just thinking it's been about a year yeah. almost now. I was like, we were going to be a little, we were going to. You were at uh, C2E2 in, in February trying to get ourselves infected. Yeah. Yes. While yeah. it was still a thing, we were out at C2E2. No mask. Nobody knew anything. Yeah. No one cared. Late, you all the sweat. Yeah. It's Everyone breathing on your neck. It's, it's fun. You know, okay. So, you know, it's funny. I get into a YouTube hole of watching like Pearl Jam live performance videos and. Just looking at the sea of people pressed up against each other. And then I take a gut check and I'm like, you know what? No, no, I don't think I'm ready to do that yet. What is that? What? That's a good call. Is anybody ready to do that? Is it weird watching these videos well, I'm, now? I'm, I'm ready. Are you? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Anthony's. He wants to go to the, he wants to go to EDM concerts. Yeah, let's like, get to Vegas. To everything. Fuck, yeah. Open it up. Open it. What is that? An electric daisy carnival? Is that what you call yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Wow. You remembered. Yeah. The eternal dairy uh, conundrum, <laughs> but uh, have you? As long as I get the vaccine, I'm. Well, I feel see, good that's the thing. If the, this vaccine's coming out, but I just watching these videos, I'm like, this is weird that we used to do this, and I don't know if I'm ever gonna feel comfortable. I, we used to do a lot of shit. Yeah, that yeah. we don't do anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> this is we. The we, the weird thing is what we're doing now, not what not what we've been doing for two thousand years or however long. I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess. this is basically a group phone call. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me patch you in. <laughs> Plug it in. All right. Well, so there's no, you know, with San Diego, my other question is what now that DC did like DC fandom and Marvel does its own thing, like, isn't even, is there going to be anything to show in the virtual, anyways? Is anybody going to care? I mean, look, the good thing about this is that we see kind of like the end in sight. Not that yeah. there's like a definitive end, but the end to like, there's a light there somewhere. Cause we, now we have, there is something being done. It's yeah. like something that's concrete happening. And you know that, okay, now let like, let's start fucking, they're going to have to start getting the machine going again. Let's start promoting stuff. Let's start getting people excited again. Let's start trying to get, uh, you know, consumers back into, into buying and going out and doing things. So, all that the engine's gonna be turning on soon, and it, we're all gonna kind of snap right back into place, like like, like riding a bicycle. So it's gonna be interesting. I, I believe Fauci is kind of like an elder god, and, and I trust everything <laughs> he tells me. And uh, he was saying he's been saying recently a lot that fall is looking like the the true beginning of, of recovery oh. will be. Okay, so that's good. that's kind of the optimism I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to. Trust in yeah. Fauci. He he always plays it super safe, so. If he yeah, says exactly. fall, it's probably late summer. But like, yeah, that's a, that sounds reasonable. Fauci could yeah. hold an infinity stone and not explode. I buy that. So you think so? Uh, he's got some power there. I don't know. Could be like the patient stone. <laughs> the patient dealing stone, with yes. horrible yes. administrations. Yes, you made it through that horseshit. Uh, so Fauci's like Uatu the Watcher. Uh, he is that's a little bit know. like the Watcher. He's watching everything and he's like, mm, I don't know. I can see it. 
Should have uh, uh, made a different uh, decision. Should wait. Should wait. Uh, I see the future. It doesn't look good yet. <laughs> well, so if we had conventions, we would be getting stuff from Marvel, like nice, you know, trailers and pictures for upcoming movies, say for like The Eternals, you know, directed by Chloe Zhao. Instead, what we have to talk about is a piece of promo art from a calendar that leaked. And I put this in here because I got to trash the fucking Photoshop skills. Holy shit. It is, it is deplorable. Fuck that That's show. Really Sometimes Marvel's, I don't know what tier marketing department this has come out from, but... Looks I, like a kid did this. It's bad. Yeah, this looks like some fan art right now. Uh, yeah. It does. It looks like fan art, and you get to see, you know, you got your Kumail Ninjani and uh, the, the guy from Game of Thrones and everybody else, but the heads are just, they're not, they're, they're not in the right Well, this is what happens. The, the photo is all... So this is what happens. All these photos don't match each other. Right. So they have to try and Photoshop some kind of an effect to make them all kind of seem that like they fit with the artwork that they're also being superimposed of. So they don't. So the heads don't match each other and then they don't match the, they don't the, match the art style. Yes. It's, you know, it's clearly like <laughs> painting on top and then just paste their, their photographic face on this painting. Oh, it's so bad. It's, it's, it's unbelievably but, bad. Anthony, aside from that, what do you think of the, the look of these these outfits? I can't tell because it looks so bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this isn't this isn't a very good Marvel. Why do they do this? For, for the they seem to always have their ducks in a row on most things, but their posters are Damn. always terrible, <laughs> questionable um, sometimes. Yeah. That that being said, I mean the costumes. We'll see. This is just a terrible representation of what they're going to look like. It makes the costumes look terrible. Yes. Um. That being said, side note, same thing on this movie. I was watching John Campia and. Apparently, the people inside of Marvel ah, take this for a grain of salt. I saw this, yeah. But they were they were saying that uh, this is like the best thing they've ever like. Chloe Zhao basically killed it, and it's they they you were not expecting that. it to be this good. And you don't normally hear that from Marvel Studios. You hear that kind of shit well, from like Warner Brothers because they got to hype up their shit fucking movies. I mean, you, you hear you're you're not going to hear them ever say that they did badly. No, but rarely you hear like Marvel is stroking its own ego over this movie, kind of kind of stuff because so, they don't have to no exactly know. so i think that that's a really good I think sign i think it's possible yeah. be, in that chloe Zhao is like really hot right now yeah you know she just won the globe she might win best uh i uh pick director for the for the oscars so maybe they do have something there this is terrible though this is a terrible piece of art <laughs> i mean like the story has to be so good yeah and has to be so poignant like this is the only thing that i can think of I because I feel like the Eternals in and of themselves are boring ass fucking characters. That's why they've never they've never caught on. Right. All right. They nobody gives a shit about them. They'd be a thing. So my my gut feeling is the reason why it's getting praise is maybe Chloe Zhao really imbued it with some kind of real heartfelt thing that where, where it's compelling, like. You know, maybe there's some kind of real emotion to it or something that will grab people and and, and they'll they'll want to love it. So, like, that's the only thing I can I think of. Like, I don't think it's the actual IP. Right. I think it yeah. might be something that she infused into this that will give it some, like, some oomph. So I, I'm hoping that's the case because, I don't know. I mean, like, as I said, the Eternals, we even tried to get excited about it and we couldn't. No, I don't know. Remember when, we had, when it first was announced? We're like, we tried to, like, research and, and, and get it pumped up about it. And we're like, yeah, this is kind of lame. So, like, we, we all think that, like, the DC version is better, like the new gods, like, right. you know, right. like Dark Side and, you know, all that shit. So, 
Anyhow, uh, Nate, what is your uh, what are your thoughts about the Eternals? Are you looking forward to this? Are you confused by this? Do you wonder what it is? Like many people, I think. Rogue Boy hit on the head. Like I've just never really wanted to care about the Eternals. Like, <laughs> uh, just, yeah. I'm like I'm a serial like comic book wiki guy. I'll click on one article, click yeah. to the next, and I so I've encountered the Internals many times, yeah. and usually a couple paragraphs in, I'm like man, and I move on to something yeah. else. And so I'm really excited about this casting, and then you know that little tidbit about you know maybe they actually created something you know unique and special about this. Um, and and this would be great if like I mean the diversity is like amazing. The diversity is and amazing. So the cast if it's is authentic. Great. Yeah. If it's like an authentic, like great representation, I'm all about this. I, I mean, I love a lot of these individual actors and actresses. I don't yeah. remember all their names, uh, yeah. but uh, in green, the the female on the left, I love her from Crazy Rich Asians, obviously. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, Selma uh, Hayek, Gemma Chan. Yeah, I mean, just all Gemma of these Chan. people. Oh, I love Gemma Chan, Chan right, and Selma Hayek, Gemma Chan. Uh, what Rob Stark? What the fuck is his name? I can't remember. In in center, and of course, Kumail and Johnny Pakistani. Brown guy like me, love that he's in there. He's all jacked. Oh, Never thought I love him so you, you name dropped him seventeen times. Kumail, it's all about I Kumail. wish they had a puppet among them. <laughs> there should anyway. be. They need some puppet representation. But <laughs> it's no, yeah, it's all right. I think they have a real deaf person. Yes, in the camp, that's the little green girl on the left. I believe is uh, who uh-huh. that character is. But yeah, this Photoshop is just horrible. I really do think they're going to ride this Chloe Zhao kind of fever and uh, popularity that she's going to have, and she's going to get more. But I, I believe she can deliver something beautiful on screen so maybe this is something completely different and refreshing interesting. yeah I, I'm, I'm intrigued as uh nate mentioned i'm intrigued by the casting yeah. and i'm more intrigued now with the director like the, all the pieces around it are good we just don't care about the eternals so maybe they'll do a good job of making us care meanwhile over at warner brothers a character that people do care and know about superman we have trades confirming that warner brothers is developing a new Superman movie with J.J. Abrams as producer via his Bad Robot label and Black Panther comic writer Ta-Nehisi Coates is penning the script. Uh, also rumored the way Ta-Nehisi Coates is talking about this, he is uh, they're expecting this to be a black Superman story, which uh, is an idea that has been around Warner Brothers for a while. J.J. Abrams also had a Superman script for a long time called Superman Flyby. But the rumor also talks about Michael B. Jordan being interested. There is a alternate universe black Superman in DC Comics. But first, let's just back up. J.J. Abrams loves Superman. He's dying to do Superman. He, they're going to give this to him. And I would have been Geek Boner. Geek Boner. Except for after this fucking Star Wars. Floppy Jock. Uh, trilogy there. I don't know if I want him near any more huge IP. What do you guys think? Can he do it? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice and to the point. I, yeah, I'm with you, Imran. I would have had more confidence in JJ before Star Wars. Now he's... He's only, I think he's the producer though, so I guess he doesn't. He is have, just the you know. producer, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see who they hire as a director. I'm, I don't know what to think, yeah, to be honest yeah. with you. Do would you, uh, Nate? What do you think about the J.J. Abrams? Yeah, I'm on the with the consensus. Uh, yeah. I think uh, the Star Wars is a huge breach of trust, and I don't want him touching anything I care about anymore. So uh, I don't know. I mean, is he going to probably no for me? But yeah, no, no, <laughs> nobody's really that excited. He's going to fan service Superman. Uh, okay, well, what about uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates is a great writer. I've read some of his Black Panther. That part is exciting. And there is in DC canon on Earth-23, 
The Superman of Earth-23 is Calvin L. Ellis. It is a black Superman, so you could introduce him. I know a lot of people would want Henry Cavill to come back for a man of a steel sequel. I don't know if that sequel's ever going to get made, or is this the sequel? What, what, would, what do you guys think? What do you want? Do you want a Cavill sequel or something fresh? I mean, I would like to see Cavill get like a, a decent Superman film, because he's he embodies the role so well. You know, give him a shot, but I, I'm open to anything. I mean, like, as I said, there's uh, there's a lot of Superman shit out there already. Yeah. So I'll, I'm like, whatever. Like, at this point, I'm like, what are they going to I mean, they've gone back to certain wells a little bit too much. It'd be nice to see something different, like Brainiac or something yeah. that we haven't seen before. But I don't know. It's like at this point in time, we've oversaturated with Superman. It sounds like DC's might do where they do the separate Elseworlds thing. Yeah. Potentially, like Joker. so this potentially could be a, you know, an African American Superman, um, Michael B. Jordan. That would be maybe. sick. I could see that in the suit; he'd look great. And that maybe they could do like that as a you know alternate Earth thing, and then still have Henry Cavill do his thing uh, on the other mm-hmm. side. So <laughs> you know they're planning to do Batman like the ninety five versions of Batman at the same time. So. And we have multiple versions of Superman <laughs> on TV, and at least. Well, and the the only the only thing I'd say is at least this Superman, if they're do if, from what it looks like, his name's Calvin Ellis, Calvin so it's Ellis. a different yeah. character. Right. At least they're not doing like what they're doing on with Batman, where it's Bruce Wayne. It's a it's also Bruce Wayne. It's a it's also Bruce <laughs> Wayne with like five different actors. Yeah. So th- this is a little more feasible in that they could do two Supermen. Yeah. And it's just it's two different characters yeah. within the comics, anyway. Like so. Miles Morales and shit. Like yeah, that. right. He could carve right, out right. his own thing. Uh, Nate, favorite on-screen Superman? Who do you got? Oh, man. I'm just not a big Superman no? guy. Oh, okay. um, it, you know, I, I would look forward to this if, you know, the writer, uh, I'm not going to say their name, but yeah. uh, it, if he can, like, salvage this and prevent, you know, J.J. Abrams from ruining it, yeah. I'd be all for it. And then Henry Calvin, he's at our... He's had his time. Uh, keep making Witcher movie shows because I'm digging that <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah. And there's plenty that he can do. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be Superman. That's just where I'm at. He right was now. pretty good in the Mission Impossible movie, throwing people through walls and stuff. Uh, who's your favorite? With his mustache with his, that they yes, had to digitally yes, handle. With his floaty mustache. Just keep the mustache. Just put a, put a, how about you put a beard on to match instead of <laughs> making his upper lip floaty? Uh, Nate, well, who's your superhero? Who's your thing? Who's your guy? Uh, oh, gosh. There, there's so many. Um. That, that's just such a tough question, but oh it's, it's Marvel. Okay. It's their Marvel. Okay, it's Marvel. Okay. Uh, okay. Good. Know, good. Uh, I grew up with DC, like yeah. uh, Batman, the animated series was yeah. like a big part of where it was. But as soon as I, I got older and started watching more of like the live action stuff, yeah. it quickly kind of changed to, mm. um, to Marvel. I, I like the, I like the, the humorous kind of, I like, like, okay. I like Spider-Man, right? Cause he's like, he's human. He's a kid. He does dumb things. I like the, the more relatable heroes and Superman is just so far from like, He's almost too perfect, you know, and it, I just struggle with it. He does have his flaws, but they're just not relatable flaws. So it's just not, it's not for uh, me. That but. is the issue of a lot of the DC kind of characters, isn't it? It's like there are one's a god, one's an alien, one's a billionaire. I can't relate with any of these, <laughs> yeah. which is why I, I love Spider-Man also. Everybody knows. Very relatable. <laughs> really? You? I, I, no I don't know. Maybe Nate didn't know. Get I out just, of here, you. I just, That's uh, Spider-Man talk. What? 
<laughs> I just in case Nate didn't know, I was going to just. I, I didn't know. No. Yeah. He, okay. I'll See, there you, you go. There. I'm Thank educating. You. Nate, what do you, uh, how many streaming services you, you, you uh, uh, subscribe to these days? Oh, man. So, so back in the day, right, I was the guy who got all of them and okay. then shared them. And then okay. one day I was like, this is garbage. Like, why am I paying for every <laughs> no. single service? Uh, uh, so now I've got like two or three. So it's like, uh, Netflix, Hulu. I kind of went down to uh, Amazon Prime. I grabbed the essentials. Okay. And then my mother has uh, CBS All Access now, ah. which I, I think will be a great tie-in for later yeah. uh, for uh, Paramount+. Plus. Uh, and then another friend gives me uh, HBO Max. And I think that's really all I probably need. That's more than I have enough time for to watch. Um, it's interesting. You said your essentials were Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. Yeah, Amazon, yeah. because I just want Prime, <laughs> not even like yes. for the streaming service, but they have some good stuff every so often. It's they so do. weird. If you can get through their awful interface where they just try to ram their stuff down it's your, so bad. your face, it's, it's so terrible. It's horrendous. Yeah, it's but if you get past navigation. that, yeah. you know, I love the boys. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Um, yeah. There's th- there's some gems on there that are, are worth having the service for, but it's, it's hard. Is- I, I got to make a point. Amazon really needs, they should do something about Redesign, that. Redesign, like, you, you fuckers. What are you waiting for? You don't for? know what you have to pay for and what you don't. There's it's, too many things. Mm-hmm. And it's intentional, but it's it's awful. That's a, just a bad strategy of trying to like, right. trick you into buying They do, stuff. because you're like, I want to watch this. Wait, I got to pay for Epics for eight ninety nine a week? What the fuck is this? I thought I could just yeah. watch this. The fact that the first few carousels are never like your stuff. It's always stuff you don't have access to or you've not purchased. And I'm just like, right. what? Like, why, why on earth would I want that? <laughs> And then, and then you're like, so then what do I get with yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, sure. Like most people have Prime because of the sh- free shipping, so yep. I guess it's just <laughs> yeah. an add-on. I like I I like the what Netflix did with their stuff where they said, okay, this is what's trending. These are, mm-hmm. th- this is popular in this category, and then they say, well, these are the new movies. This is this is the new shit that came out. This is the shit that's only exclusive to Netflix. So like you know exactly what you're looking for when you're drilling down. And Amazon, it's just anything goes. Like I fucking I never know what's gonna come up. Uh, these, uh, it's like uh, uh, dog movies you might like. I'm like, <laughs> like I, I didn't even watch a movie with a dog in it. <laughs> like, what do you? How do you know this? That's a good point. The so I watched that roundtable with all the directors or all the execs from all the major studios. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I had the Netflix guy, and this was in 2019, yeah. and they basically hinted at, not hinted. Yeah, he hinted at that point that this was going to happen on Netflix, that people were really interested in like top tens, like what's doing well, what's trending. Oh, wow. And obviously they've added that yep, now yep. where, you know, what's popular for this week, blah, blah, blah. So I think it's it helps because people innately want to know what's doing really well. And if they if they see things that are doing well on Netflix, you know, there's like kind of like, oh, okay, like a lot of people like it that attracts you to it. Yeah. Well. I, right. I love that when they started the top 10 on Netflix, I always kind of just check in and see what's trending and what number. And, and a lot of people like to be a part of the conversation. Yeah. So yeah. that helps you get in on that. It kind of gives you an idea of what people are watching and it, and, right. and you feel like, Oh, it, that's an entertaining thing just to look up period. Not even if you're going to watch anything, it's just to know that. Mm-hmm. Well, we got details on another streaming, well, another old new service that is rebranding. We talked about Paramount Plus. Uh, we got some launch details. This may be, let's see if it's a thing I got to pay for now. Uh, this will launch Thursday, this Thursday, March 4th in the U.S. and Latin America for $10 a month for ad-free subscription. Later in June, they are going to launch a $5 a month subscription with ads, but Paramount Plus will feature. Here's something that sets this apart because it's CBS 
Viacom, it will feature live news and sports. Oh, shit. Which is something I don't think any other, maybe like a Hulu, sports? Uh, C, from CBS. Oh. As well as on-demand <laughs> shows and movies, and all from their- I think it's a 24-7 news Whoa. network that they'll have. Whoa. Similar like, the, you know how like the cock has- Oh, those um, channels. Yeah, yeah those yeah. channels. I think Paramount Plus is doing I something similar. I love the cock's Saturday Night Live channel on Peacock. Yeah. But you're going to have stuff from Viacom, CBS brands like CBS, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, and Paramount Network. 30,000 episodes of TV shows, 2,500 movies, plus 36 original series debuts just this year, like a revival of Frasier with Kelsey Grammer. Oh, Anybody excited for this? I used to love Frasier. That's a great show. The fucking character lasted from Cheers for like almost 20 years through Frasier. Unbelievable longevity of Frasier. I don't know. Do I really want to watch really geriatrically old Frasier? <laughs> He's got to be very old. Nate, you into, into the Frasier? Man, you know, it was on when I was younger and yeah. uh, it was on that television. I mean, you, I think a lot of people watched it for that whole Daphne and yes, like, Niles, brothers, yeah, will they, Niles will they? drama. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wonder, is that going to be a thing at all? I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of with uh, Rug Boy. I don't. It's just. How how old are like he's probably the age of his father was in that yes. show. So it, and I believe he's not gonna go. He's passed away, right? That actor, I think. Possibly, uh, yeah. But have to be. And he was on I, I uh, this is what I guess. It's gonna be a podcast, not a radio show, right? They're gonna do because he had a, a psych psychology radio show. It's gonna be like some podcast. Or maybe like a live stream Facebook thing. I don't know. Uh they're also doing a CG animation update of Rugrats for the Millennials. Any 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 excitement there? Anybody? Rugrats? No? I, I was a Rugrats guy. It's got the word rug in it. It does have the word <laughs> rug in it. It's not that oh, kind of show, shit. boy. No, that, <laughs> it's not as fun. <laughs> but uh, I have no way. I mean, I don't. I barely remember the characters in Rugrats. I, it's funny that they're doing that. And then they got a new studio dedicated to Avatar, the last airbender concept, Rugs, with, uh, founded by the original cartoons creators to make new programming, included a new avatar movie that should be pretty cool mm. check that out yeah uh they will also stream some big screen movies from paramount pictures 45 days after they hit the theaters like a quiet place 2 and mission impossible 7 that kind of uh got, oh, got my attention i was like oh shit okay well yeah I mean, normally mm. it's the 90 yeah, day half of that and now they halved it so we'll That's see i mean they, they haven't they haven't fully given up on theaters either they're kind of like, you know, they haven't done the HBO Max thing. Right. They're not doing the Disney thing. No, they're like in the middle. I think this might be, a, I think 45 days might be a happy medium. It's, a, it's, it's not a bad, uh, it's not it's a not bad, bad number of days. They're going to make yeah. all their money at the theater. And then when it's waning, you know, they got people watching it on Paramount and, you know, continuing the conversation, you know? Yep. Uh, and if you have the CBS All Access app, apparently on Thursday, it's automatically going to update and your subscription transfers over and everything. You don't got to just kind of like the HBO Max thing. Uh, and I got a link here of more things if you want to check out. Well, it's got all the freaking Star Trek shit. Yeah, it's got a that's bunch, where a bunch all of stuff. It's got the MTV stuff. So if you like reality shows about sixteen-year-old, oh, they're moms doing. Well, they're stuff. bringing back behind the music. Oh, there's yeah. behind the music. They're also they're doing a real-world reunion with the cast from the first year. Now that show became scripted trash, but that first season of real world nobody had done that shit it was right. fucking amazing oh, it was such a wild thing to watch i was like oh my god they're just fucking filming them all the time this is crazy i used to love the real world yep yeah i, I was big shows. into that too up until like i i, I the mid-2000s and i lost interest 
Same. I think I'm in, I'm in the same. I boat. checked out. I was in for like the first three or four seasons. Once, once they started doing those uh, competitions with the real world versus the road rules, yeah, that's dumb. Then I was like, all right, this is the, I can't watch these people. They're see, they're just see, lame. I actually was into for a while too, and then they started injecting in um, other shows, and then I was like, I don't follow these other shows, so I'm out. I don't you remember Puck. Be- of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, Puck. Heather B. He's spitting people's face. Yeah. <laughs> what an asshole. I love Heather B. She's still around uh, doing stuff. Heather B. I don't remember one. Heather B. Nate, what are some? You got any reality show guilty pleasures uh, that you... Uh, I, I love me. I mean, like, Flavor of Love back in the oh, day. Like that was my yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. But real world is a treasure just because it's trash. But, like, even, like, I'm pretty sure The Office and stuff, like, it... it, it I don't know which came first. Do you, do you guys know? But like, I real feel world. like it took a page from the real world. Oh, like, oh yeah. Yeah, whole, like the interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, real world was way the real before. World, yeah. yeah, yeah, was way ahead of its yeah. time in terms of Absolutely. that. One of my favorite shows of all time. I haven't watched it since it came out, but I just remember it was. It was like I had shut everything down to watch this. It was Robin Big. It was my favorite oh, show yeah. on MTV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I fucking <laughs> loved that show. I know it was fake, but I fucking loved it. But so, yeah, so like MTV, the, every once in a while, they have a, a nice gem to give you. I, I do have a comment on Paramount Plus. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of good stuff for sure. I feel like they're jump, they're jumping in at a very crowded time right now. Yeah. So it'll be interesting Definitely. to see like their main competition. They're, the, the most similar is Peacock. Um, it's a Paramount's had CBS, like CBS, CBS All Access. I, I saw this on John Campia's show and I agree. It was it was just a bad title. It was and it was it wasn't ready. Yeah. Like m- the most of the people that watch CBS, like they're known for their sitcoms, but they're like they're like the fifty plus. Well, crowd. CBS is always the old person's network. Traditionally, right. I always so think like, of them as the old people, person's network. You know, I'm sure there's there's smart, intuitive old people, but a lot of those people probably aren't going to streaming. Yeah. They're still flipping channels, yeah, for the right. Most and then anyone that's younger is like. CBS. Why do I need all access to CBS? I have CBS for free, and all that's on there are things like w- there's nothing that's going to appeal to me. Why would I get the all access? So I think Paramount Plus is a much better title. Yeah. I think they might be a little late to the game, though. So we'll see. CBS, I, I got a thought on yes, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yes. So uh, a bunch of episodes ago, Anthony was basically saying like, when you launch these things, you need to have like a big original piece of content. Yep. Right? And so mm-hmm. this this Avatar stuff. If it had launched, if it had turned to Paramount Plus launching with the new Avatar that, content, that would have been, been huge. Oh, wow. Huge. But the fact that it's coming down the line, yeah. I don't know if we'll be subscribers by then, you know? Wow, he listened he to He actually one. listened to what Anthony said. Well, nobody listens there, to what I say, but everyone I'm listens like to me. I'm like that Native American gift for one year. <laughs> don't as I'm look stoic. back. It's just garbage. <laughs> Trust me. You don't want to see it. Uh, no, there's so what makes this look? I just saw they're bringing back Yo MTV Raps and Unplugged. Uh, they have all this MTV IP and what you said about CBS All Access and Peacock Anthony. It's ironic because the show Yellowstone, which airs on the Paramount Network, will not be on Paramount Plus because they licensed it to fucking Peacock, so they can't mm. put a Paramount show that's on the Paramount Channel. Yeah, on there's Paramount still a Plus. lot of like yeah. weird crossover on different uh, streams or like they own the rights to 
like Universal owns the rights of this. Well, so like, yeah. But this is the last stuff. chunk of IP in terms of if you look at the umbrellas of like Viacom and Warner Brothers and Disney. This is kind of the last big chunk to kind of be con- 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 Sony, put together. Sony doesn't oh, done Sony anything. Sony is the last holdout. Yeah, they have crackle, right. but that sucks. No, and so, and yeah, Sony right. putting on their Spider-Man posters only in theaters. Clearly, they're like, no, we're not fucking putting these things on streaming. No, you. But you're right. This is the last of like the pillar. Yeah. Um, network IP slash, yeah, media conglomerates. Even though, but they've always had. They, they were just yes. They never it's been around for years, and it did not hit. It didn't click. But then Viacom and CBS, uh, Viacom and uh, CBS, they they like merged, and then they didn't merge. So like they weren't. It wasn't always under one umbrella like it is now. So I mean, these are all strong brands. Uh, we'll we'll see yeah, though. I feel like they're they're like they're they have a tough road ahead. Tough road. Good catalog. Good IP. Uh, listener, you know what else is a, a big corporate conglomerate? That's the show. And you can buy our T-shirt with our logo and say, I support big podcasts. <laughs> that makes no yeah, sense. We have, we have, a, we have a, a boardroom that makes all the decisions. <laughs> yes, for, nothing this, that we say is, is actually original. Every single word has been scripted by committee. Oh, shit. There's an and, algorithm. And we, we're, we're always polling like different groups and seeing what's popular. <laughs> like, should Imran... Be as happy as he is. Yes, yes. Focus group you said I should say the instead of the. People like it better. So right. that's what I'm going to do. Focus groups also say visit our public shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop to buy a t-shirt or a mask with our logo, our new logo, our old logo. You could be hipster. You could be early adopter. You could do whatever <laughs> you want. They're both there. The whole history, the before and after. It's epic. Check it out. Go shopping now. Uh, last thing in the news, Zack Snyder's. Justice League four-hour epic will be coming out soon. Nate, you excited for that one? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, right I, I heard. I heard you're supposed to like watch it in parts, though. Like, there's actually going to be some like weird thing in like the navigation at the bottom oh, that really? divides it. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I, uh, so I like they kind of said like don't watch it all in one take or, or kind of watch it with like these different thematic points involved. Oh. But I, I'm just excited. To me, this is a weird experiment. Like, oh, yeah. how often does a movie get just remade? Never. Uh, and so I just want to like. Can you remake a movie and make me like it the second time if I didn't the first time? It's we're gonna find out. There it is. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna watch it. It's a very interesting yeah, experiment. It's very unprecedented, and it's kind of like if it does well, is it gonna, is it a slippery slope for other people? Uh, that's not the only movie though. He's got coming out in May. His Army of the Dead on Netflix comes out. Now he did. Was it Dawn of the Dead remake? Was one of his early movies? Yeah, and it the opening of that film is great. It, it was not a bad movie, actually. It's a really good zombie movie. Uh, they put out the first official teaser for Army of the Dead. Rugs, let's start with you. What did you think of the teaser? And uh, uh, Drax is in it. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't really like zombie movies that much. Really. So. No, I'm not. I mean, I, I told you. I think I'm, he doesn't I'm like comedies or zombie movies. Because or... I get sick of them. I've been like, I'm old. I've watched a lot of shit. And I see. Okay. I just okay. see formula and I get bored. So uh, <laughs> that's what. That's all it is. But um, yeah, I don't really like zombie movies. But I mean, it looks like it's got a lot of action in it. So that might be cool. It's like almost like a, one of those Resident Evil movies where there's just bodies getting mowed down. Well, yeah, it just looks like it's got more action than a typical zombie movie, so There's that, color. that draws my attention. There's and color and shit in this. It surprised me for a Zack Snyder movie. Nate, uh, what are your thoughts on the zombie movies, and well, how did this look to you? 
Um, pretty confused. Is it a zombie movie? Is it a heist movie? Good Apparently question. it's both. Um, and so they, they said, why not both? Um, I'll go see it. If it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. So why not? That's, that's yeah, Zack Snyder's out. motto, I believe. <laughs> yeah. It's worth doing. Make it in slow motion and overdo it. Anthony, I'm in on this. What do you think? If this is like a Ocean's Eleven meets The Walking Dead, fucking dope. Yeah. I'm in. Looks good. Geek boner. Yeah. I mean, it looks all right. I like, I like Batista. Yeah. I like him in the role of uh, being a meathead that shoots down zombies. I, this might be more Zack Snyder's lane, although I feel like zombies, like we've hit apex oh, zombies. Oh, past peak zombies. Oh, yeah. Zombies are so fucking done. <laughs> so uh, I feel like he's like late to the yeah. game on this, but uh, I won't completely hate on Zack Snyder for this one. Well, whatever. Go for it. You just go for it. Yeah, I guess. why not have fun? He had help on the screenplay with Shay Hatton, so he's not writing it himself. So that's a that's always means there might be some saving grace. And uh, yeah, you got uh, Dave Bautista's in this. Theo Rossi is in this. Remember Theo Rossi from, uh, he from? Luke Cage? He was uh, the right hand man to uh, oh yeah, what's yeah, her yeah. name? The guy that was he was in love with her. Yeah, in, uh, yes, he was in love with. <laughs> uh, I uh, but uh, I like the Theo Rossi, not Viola Davis. The not Viola name? Davis. Yes, who was that? Shit, I oh, she's actually a good. She actress. is, and she reminds me of Viola Davis. I feel bad because people just remember Viola Davis. Oh fuck, Alfred uh, Woodard. Woodard. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I hate when we can't get a name. It bugs the shit out of me. I can't sleep. You at night. should get it. You're older. What? No, but that you means no yeah. Names. But that means I also forget more things because I'm. That's old. true. <laughs> Anyways, but I'm young and you dumb. You are young, dumb, and we'll move on from there. Uh, Army yeah. of the Dead, May twenty first, Netflix. Check it out. Let's take a quick break here. Play some promos. We're gonna come back and uh, geek out about the penultimate episode of WandaVision right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Transmission commencing. This is Wookiee Radio. Translated for the Wookiee Affair. I like that Wookiee. Your hosts, Ken, Derek, and Mike, bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. Uh, hold it. Hold it. I said hold it. Subscribe today on iTunes and Stitcher. I just assumed it's a Wookiee. Start listening today, and remember... The Force will be with you, always. What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Listener, if you've been enjoying the show for any amount of time, uh, consider joining our awesome fan club. Never, not even once. (laughs) If you, I don't even enjoy the show. How do you like it? Fuck that show. If if you keep saying fuck that show, listener, join our fan club. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd. It's uh, it's like Jockandnerd plus uh, (laughs) plus Max. Uh, it is a place where you can support Cinemax. the show. It's Skinamax. It's Jock and Nerd mm. plus Skinamax. But for as little as $3 a month, you will be supporting the show, ensuring we keep making shows every week and you get bonus content. Everyone gets access to an RSS feed with exclusive audio. The shows come out early. I got to say a huge thank you to two new patrons. Oh, shit. Ooh. This week, first of all, thank you to new $5 patron Johnny Gons. Jockin' Nerd. 
uh, for signing up this week. I like that last name. He's been dude, he's been in the Facebook group. He's posts a lot. He's very a lot of feedback. Very interactive. Great listener, Johnny Gantz. Uh, thank yeah, you very much. Super cool. <laughs> really, it's like it's like the Fonz. Like does right, he have a leather right. jacket? And he rides exactly. a bike. Exactly, Johnny Fonz. Yeah, he snaps his finger and the jukebox starts on a Ti song or something or a little little Uzi Vert. You know, because it's now. <laughs> how old know. is he, Johnny? How I, old are you? Let us know. I don't think he can. You can hear him if he answers. Thirty-seven. Uh, oh, I heard it. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then thank you to the newest patron we have. Uh, Nate Casimiro, you just signed up for the Patreon. Holy shit. Oh, wow. shit. It's amazing the man. technology these days. Yeah. I can literally be on your show and sign up for Patreon at the same time. We, we brainwashed we him. this man within an hour and a half. Unbelievable. I was <laughs> sending like WandaVision magic waves over to brainwash Maybe him. Maybe if we get everyone on our show, like we can get them all on Patreon. <laughs> we'll have five more dollars. You can join the show, and you can join the show. But really, look, you guys, we never get to say thank you to someone in person. Fucking thank you, Nate, so much. We appreciate oh, it. Oh, yeah, thank you. Right? Thanks, yeah, yeah. If, if you're listening to the show, these guys are Imran, Anthony. You guys are just as cool like off mic as they are on the mic. So it's, Wow. It's all lies. No mention of me. Yes. damn it. Um, it's yeah. just a given. Rugboy is the coolest and the smartest out of all of us. It's implied. Yeah. Yeah. But, Nate, uh, you will be enjoying tons of bonus content. If you sign up right now, you got you just got access to over 500 bonus posts oh, of audio. And this week, we put out a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going up there. It's fantastic. Uh, I've been doing WandaVision instant reactions. I, my episode 8 is up there, and you'll hear the finale the, the day or the day after it happens. So sign up for that. And then Anthony... A lot of good stuff from you. What do you got? Uh, Minari. I did an instant reaction to Minari with nice. Steven Yun. Uh, did an instant reaction to the United States versus Billie Holiday, which was released on Hulu yep. this past weekend with Andre Day. And then unexpectedly, I felt compelled to do a Golden Globes instant oh, reaction because I freaking sat there and watched the I entire thing. I can't believe. Yeah. You, just a year ago, were like, I can't believe you fucking watch all these award shows. To me. Yeah. You used to have a life. Yeah. That's why. You used to have a life. Yeah. <laughs> COVID changed me. It was out rubbing up against people. Yeah. Well, you're a you know? different person. Uh, we'll get into the Golden Globes later. That's fascinating. All that stuff, listener, do what Nate did. Jockinerd.com slash Patreon. Sign up today. Jockinerd. Uh, just on the Golden Globes real yeah. quick. I was literally messaging Gerald Morris. Oh, shit. And being and like, did you see that? You guys were nerding at out. One part, like, at one point, they announced a winner, and I yelled at the TV, no way. <laughs> and then I was shit. like. Oh, am I? What is going I on? I can't here? believe Anthony of the Globes of all things. Yeah. Oh, okay, we're gonna get into that. It's fucking crazy. But right now, I'm <laughs> too excited because we are at WandaVision episode eight, the penultimate episode of season one on WandaVision. Here are your spoiler alerts. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This one, another great title, previously on. We've all heard, and this one literally previously on. As Agatha takes Wanda through a walk, through her past, through her memories, to help her remember, to help her find her truth. We got answers, big MCU name drops from the comics and appearances, and a super emotional fucking episode. Uh, Nate, what is your thoughts on this show overall? Have you been watching this since the beginning, or did I make you watch all of this all at once? Yeah, a little bit of both <laughs> slash the latter. Yes. Uh, so I didn't watch it in the stereotypical. I didn't go week to week. I watched the first three episodes, then stopped, 
then watched the last five, oh, wow. which brings us up to today's, which I think was a perfect break because yeah. it's not till the end of episode three that it, it kind of teases and breaks uh, that fourth wall and goes to the outside world. Um, I, I dug it. I, I, I related to you guys about what, what some of you, I think it was Rugboy who said that uh, it was a, it was a enjoyed discussing it more yeah. the first three episodes than watching it. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of Westworld a little bit. Yes. About you were kind of just like wondering where it's going, yeah. what, you know, what's happening. Um, but then, yeah, after episode four, it really takes off and it's been an awesome ride. Um, and woo, this last episode, what a doozy. Fuck. What did you, uh, so let's just start there. Nate, what'd you think overall? What stuck out? Pick a moment. Goodness. Well, I think uh, I really love the whole Ebenezer Scrooge, like, let's go back and experience all of your trauma oh. at once. Oh, that's a great deal. reference. Um, Very Christmas I, Carol. Yeah, yeah, I like exactly. that. Um, oh, shit. I think, it's, I think it's really important to 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 look through this stuff yes. because, you know, who is it? Uh, Vision that says in I think the previous episode that, like, in a matter of two weeks, he like she watched him die twice. Yeah. This, she's been through an abnormal amount of trauma, especially, like, not just recently, but through her entire life. Yeah. Imagine staring at a bomb for two days. Yeah. Um, so when you think about like, how crazy is it that she's creating this pocket universe? Well, probably not that crazy when you, when you weigh out everything else she's been through. And so I, I think it it was good to put things in perspective of like really what pushed her to, to, to this point that she's in now. And it's cumulative and it's all of it. And yeah, fuck, she's been through some trauma. I gotta say, given the way they fleshed out these little bits of Wanda and vision, like she has become. A, a higher tier MCU character to me now. The fact that we spent so yes. much time with her, you know her as well as you know, like a Tony Stark or a Steve Rogers. Like, what a fucking amazing character this Wanda Maximoff is. Uh, thinking about all this, Anthony, uh, what did you like about the the flashbacks in the episode? Yeah, I mean, I thought I'm with you guys. I thought this was another really good episode. I'm, I've been in the bag for this. They still have me. I'm just overcome with joy and glee. I'm, I just sit around with. Millions of grapes and lotion, and just <laughs> have a great time. Grapes Watch. and lotion. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't know. I, it's big, just, it's big crazy. Fanning man. with the big leaf. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just the whole purple thing <laughs> uh, with Agatha. Oh yes, yes. I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> what did I like about this episode? First off, you're right, Imran. This this is exactly what these shows need to be in that they're taking the underutilized characters and doing a great job of making you care. Like yeah. Wanda is now a super more much more intriguing character moving forward, coming out of this. Um, Marvel does, in my opinion, better than anyone else at consistently making you care about characters. Like Absolutely. They have the Flash, they, not the Flash as in the character, but like flashy things. They have jokes. They have um, big action scenes. They have the, the, the fan service, the ties of canon, comic books, but it doesn't matter unless you give a shit about the characters. And Story. I do it better yeah. than anybody, in my yeah. opinion, consistently. They, yeah. you know, sometimes they have bumps in the road, but... For the most part, this universe they give you make you give a fuck about everybody. As far as like my most favorite part, I think the flashback scene with Vision and, and Wanda was so good and the oh speech he gives it's where crying. he says, you know, what is what is grief if not love ever persevering yes. or something along those lines. Yeah. That whole speech, like I thought about that and I was like, That's exactly what Vision would say. But damn, like whoever wrote that so for perfect. Him is like like that's a perfect line for that, that for that character. So such a good thing. A synthetic uh, being can break down humanity, right? And, better and, than people. And you like it it's makes always sense. weird, right? Like it's like Wanda is a real is a person. Vision's a, a synthesoid. Like it's kind of weird. You think about them screwing around, yeah. And then you like, and then you think about them in real life. Like Paul Bettany's like probably twenty years older than Elizabeth Olsen, yeah, but when like sure. on screen. 
it just seemed like these little things, these little moments, like that moment right there is like the beginning of their relationship, like their love. And I was like, you know what? I buy in. What, whatever. He's comforting her. Like he and, under, he's and, trying. And you could see in her face that she's like, oh, this guy might actually get it. He might right. actually know the loneliness and the isolation. Like they connected. It's fucking unbelievable. I'll, I'll save some other thought, but there's some big reveals that I want to There is. Rugs, uh, what'd you think of this episode? And what did you think about the fact that Agatha thinks Wanda may have cast a probability hex to stop the bomb from exploding, meaning she had witch power? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously they're trying to hint at mutants or some kind of like, you know, you're born with the power. So that's I a mutant. Think. She's a mutant then. I would probably, it's a good, good chance of it happening. Now, uh, I enjoyed this episode for all the same reasons you did, but I always, uh, as Rugboy, always gets hung up on stupid shit. Okay, what was the stupid um, but, shit this time? So <laughs> there's a few things that, like, when, uh, you know, I'm thinking about it. It's like, first of all, uh, like, these are nitpicky, stupid things, but <laughs> first of all, last, be Rugboy. Yeah, last week's episode, it was like, it's all Agatha, right? Right. Right? It's like Agatha it, it, the whole time. All, all what was it? It was Agatha all along, but then it's like but it wasn't, you watch wasn't. this episode, and she really has nothing to do with anything. She just <laughs> comes in, and then she, you know, she reanimates some dude to pretend to be her brother, right? And that's basically all she did. That's it wasn't true. her all. So I mean, it was a completely no. It wasn't Agatha all along because you know Vision for some reason has enough money to buy a house, and she went to the place <laughs> and created uh, a house. Where, where did they pay him? Did the Avengers give him a yeah, paycheck? Like, what do you get? Like, they cut him a check. Like, like that's the beauty of Vision. We don't have to pay him. He's not a human, so we're gonna cut down. <laughs> yeah, like how did he get money? Like, did Stark just give him like, uh, here's some, so, here's some Okay, news. that's no. a good point because it. We find out that Wanda did create, a, and Agatha's kind of being like her therapist in this episode, trying to figure out how did you do this. So, well, she's trying to figure out that, like how there's a more powerful witch than her. Right, yeah. right. She so she, she creates the hex, and Agatha's like, oh, shit, something's really powerful. She senses it, I guess. Yeah. And she, like, appears, and she's like, oh, I got to get on in this, because she likes to suck people's energy. I guess she's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. She's, like, never seen shit like this before in her life, and she calls her out. She says, you are chaos energy. Oh. You are the Scarlet Witch. Oh, my God. Two things. But she doesn't say Nexus. That might be coming soon. She Well, so chaos magic is in the comics what Wanda actually uses. And then well, she, they define it in this just real quick as like creating things out of nothing. Spontaneous right. creation. Yeah. And she said you're supposed to be a myth, like you said. And she goes, that makes you the Scarlet Witch, as in this is a title given to I this think she witch coven. She said the or a. She I mean, said it doesn't the. Really matter. Oh, I think the. she said the. I thought she said it is a Scarlet Witch, but whatever. No, this is some, there's colored witches. This is some title in this coven. If you notice what in the beginning when Agatha kills her mom, which is great, the witches want to kill her and she kills all of them. There's like a and little blue energy. Yeah, there's blue energy. It turns purple, but then her mom has this crown that looks like uh, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch's headdress. Right. Uh, so I don't know. If that, you know, that's where that's going to come from. But she, this is a moniker. This is clearly a top. But I think it's brilliant to bring that in the words, the Scarlet Witch uttered this way. But these are huge things to reveal in this TV show for the MCU. Uh, well, there's another big reveal, too, at the at the post credit. Yes. Want to talk about that now or you want to talk about? Well, we could we, we could 
you want to wait till the end to talk about it? I still, I want to go back to Wanda's flashbacks because there were some. Right, go, okay. go for it. Okay. There were some great things that her connection to sitcoms, all of it heartbreaking, obviously, but I loved her connection to sitcoms. I love that we watched them watch actual sitcoms. The episodes they showed are all like they picked them specifically because they tie in thematically to the overall show. So there's so much thought put into this. Do we, do we like the, the retcon of her having the powers all along? Potentially being a mutant, although the comics recently have made that not a thing and said she's been a witch. So we'll, we'll the, still I, see. She could be a witch. She could have been a witch all along, or she could be a mutant all along. And it wasn't just from the Mind Stone. Right. The irony is they were Wanda Maximoff, originally a mutant. They changed her, retconned her to be an Avenger and not the, the daughter of Magneto so that Marvel could use her in the movies because they didn't own the rights to the word mutant. And now that they do, they didn't need to do any of that horseshit and this they're kind of like reversing it to bring in mutants again. I don't know. We'll see. I don't I have this uh this sense that I don't think they're going to use Wanda in the House of Mway to make mutants. I think that that's going to happen after the Multiverse of Madness. I think this is just going to open the door for that. It's not going to actually be a result of this. I might be wrong, but I think there's an hour left in this show. Maybe I don't for lucky. I'll see how the wrap. And they have so many things to to wrap up. Now I'm at the, my thought process. And I said this all along is that they wasted those first two episodes. We need Mm. them now. Mm. Like they, all of that, like horsing around in, in, in those old shows, uh, we could have used the time to develop the rest of this stuff. um, Cause this is more important. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of things left open and um, oh, I don't definitely. know if they can if they can really resolve everything, but um, yeah, it's going to be strange to see if if they do a House of M or if they even talk about mutants in this show or if they just want to resolve this hex and 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 now you got um, Agatha Harkness that's trying to suck her power and there's always that there's that other thing that we still have to introduce uh, th- with the book that's glowing that they showed and Ralph and all the other stuff that. They dangled now, who around. Who is the rabbit? Who is Ralph? Magic is now a big part of this. Well, they resolved the brother thing. All right. The brother thing was, she said, I'm not 100% sure. She said that she either either animated somebody from that town to be her brother and controlled him, or she completely made made that. Pietro. Be. He Fie- fake Pietro. Pietro. She said yeah. it wasn't her literally, but it was her eyes and ears. And she made it seem like it was a possession spell. And she does mention. She couldn't use her real brother because his body is full of holes and on another continent. So I think it's just the guy that she, that was living in that town. She used. She basically cast him. Nate, as Pietro. any theories on who Pietro is? Yeah, I think uh, I agree with Rogue Boy. We're not gonna get like a House of M reintroduction to mutants, but I think that's the the Pietro was kind of a nod to that that uh, people wanted that, uh, and that was their way of like kind of winking at us. Yeah. But we're not gonna that's get just it from the tease. This. Um, we yeah, could. I think, we don't. It's a roll of the dice, but like it really seems unlikely. That's all. No, because it's it's this magic entrenched. This is we're dealing with magic things. So you got to think on in the MCU, like to introduce make a mutants would be dilute this magic thing they're on. I don't know. They could do it in one episode because again, if chaos magic is spontaneous creation, I can think nothing better than than creating mutants. But I don't think they'd want to ruin such a huge yeah. moment yeah. with just cramming it into one episode. So I also think the focus on this episode, aside from kind of retconning and kind of redoing Scarlet Witch's origin story, like my biggest question, my number one question on the show is not about Scarlet Witch anymore. Yeah. 
is Agatha helping or not helping yeah. Scarlet Witch? That's the That's big question. question. I had. Mm. And, and my quick take, she is actually going to be a helper. Mm. Um, I think the fact that they included her mother and there's that line when she's talking to her mother, she's like, I can be good. And her mother says, no, you can. And then her mother tries to kill her and then she kills her mother. Yeah. I think that was a, they could have done that whole like trial without the mother. And then it'd be like, yeah, she still has powers and she's a powerful witch. Why is the mom but that there? mother scene yeah. makes me think it's like a, some kind of like nod to maybe her now doing some kind of mother role and teaching magic to the Scarlet Witch. That's kind of, and if you look back at everything she's ever done, she's really only ever helped, you know, that's true. Um, and, and the only time she's maybe done something bad with like the dog dying or the kids, we don't even know if they're real yet right. still. Right? right. So she might not have ever actually harmed anything. That's not actually real. The only thing she ever did was keep the sword people away because she wants to get to the root of what this chaos mm-hmm. magic is. So, mm-hmm. so I think she might, I, I think she might not be the villain of the show. Mm. I think hopefully we're going to find There's out next episode still. Yes. who is. I, yeah. I, I would then, agree with that too, just yeah. to add on. Um, I think it's possible we still get some sort of reveal in the last episode of like what's to come, new character, something. Like I think it's still possible. I think it's still kind of even likely we're going to get something like that. But I think after seeing this episode, I think the, the, sh- the point of the show has come in focus for me in that this is more about closure for Wanda and with Vision. Because I, I don't think Vision's going to last. Mm. I think this is the end for Vision. Oh, gives, shit. But I think it gives her oh, the closure shit. of, like, I have to move on. But I also think, as evidenced by the, the last line in the port before the credits, this has been how Wanda, like, we discover Wanda Maximoff actually becoming the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah. And becoming the character with all the powers and also the character that's, like, fucking crazy in the it's comics. A, yeah, like, a yeah. very layered, very. Um, lots of different issues, lots of different things going on in her head. Kind of a wild card character. Was Tony right to lock her up then in Civil War? She, this he didn't even know what was bubbling under the surface. Well, now we're getting into. I think the, he was, anyways. A, a fake, a yeah, fake. What fake, we think about a fake <laughs> character being locked up? <laughs> uh, okay, let's get to the post credit scene. But to get there, amazing sequence and a, a lot of information here. We see when Wanda goes to get Vision's body from Sword and Hayward, and we find out that Hayward lied to Monica when he told her. I got to say, I was completely wrong. Hayward is just a bad guy. He's, and he's just bitter. Just, he's just an they've asshole. Just, they've just lined it up the entire show, and I thought it was almost too obvious. He could still guy. be something else, not just I, him. But what do you think that he was trying to do there? with letting her into that room and seeing Vision all torn apart. Was he trying to get her to activate yes. him and replace yes. together? Yep. Yes, because yep. he lies to her and he says, we are dismantling a $3 billion vibranium weapon here. I can't let you put her in the ground. But then she, he's like, let her, let her see him. And that moment where she's like, I can't feel you, is just fucking heartbreaking. Because well, you were- the, the line he says, though, before that, he's like, not everyone has the power to yes, bring blah, blah, blah online. online. I'm sorry. I mean, alive. Yeah. So he wanted her to bring her back online. Right. To use it as yep. a weapon. And, you know, remember when she's like, I just feel you, Vision, in, in, yeah. Infinite, in Infinity War. And then she goes, I can't feel you. So she doesn't fucking take Vision and then drives to this lot that I guess. And also, why is Agatha's house like right next to where he bought the house? Did she move in there before or after? Is that, I think she just appeared when just she just felt the, the disturbance in the force. And know? creates this fucking thing. And at the end, post credit scene, we see Hayward finally talk about his weapon, saying things like we've been rebuilt this thing several times and all we needed was a little power from the source. They're using residual Wanda magic from the drone to activate white vision. Oh, shit. 
Why is that drone the only thing that holds her power? Like, because that's because remember I told you last week a, that okay, you see little, the writing. It's a little clunky. Like, they just close. wrote that in. Like, okay, well, this thing's going to just hold on to her energy because we need it to. Like, it makes no sense. It's a little convenient. Especially will, since they could, like, I go outside and siphon it from yeah, the from force Yeah, from the field. fucking hex, right? You have all this <laughs> magic, you and you couldn't figure out. Yeah, Anyways, it's really lazy. we have a vitiligo vision. Geek finally, something oh, a finally. vitiligo boy. Representation can look has up come forward. as I, hit full circle. This is what I look like naked. Oh, I look like vitiligo vision. No you like ball sure. Yeah, with the, uh, wow. with the smooth yeah. front and everything. I look just like, <laughs> like no nipples, Nate everything. just like... Anyways, look, Vanilla Vision, clearly he doesn't have the mind stone. Whose fucking consciousness is he going to have? Uh, we'll get into the history in the comic books in a little bit, but this is, he's not going to be the same Vision. Is he no, going to fight a, the other Vision? It's a bad guy. He's a bad, bad guy, vision. vision. And then are they, is it going to be Vision versus Vision? Is she going to kill him again? Three times? To kill him Three times the charm. Fuck it out. I and think yeah. I think you're seeing. I think you're seeing Vision versus Vision. Maybe that's what man. Maybe that's what Photon's gonna do. Maybe oh, gonna, Monica Rambeau's got to do like some she's shit. gonna be. She's gonna kill Vision. <laughs> so, so, yeah, to, to spare her from doing it. I totally know? think that they're setting up uh, Monica and then like Hayward and Hayward's creation, which would be the the White Vision. Um, and I think this shows all about trauma and that line Hayward says about like you don't get to have hope or the people who didn't blip away, right. like they don't get to be hopeful because they experienced like five years of, right. of, of experience just, of just losing everyone. Yeah. He's his, just bitter. Maybe he's a bitter asshole. That's it. Uh, no Ted so, Lasso. I'll tell you so that. He's no Ted Lasso. So what are the sides? You got Hayward and white vision versus now possibly Wanda and Agatha and vision and Monica. Well, we don't know. I mean, we, don't we still don't know about Agatha. Like she's currently, it ends the episode and she has her kids in like roped up. So kind of like puppets. Did you catch that? Which I think was a nod to them being puppet hands in the comic books. Mm. Yeah. Hey, they were puppets. Oh, they were like, she was like, a, she had a string, like a marionette puppet holding oh. them back kind of thing. I like the hand in the slack hole. Hand in the slack hole is always magical. I like uh, that with little kids. <laughs> I, was, I was reading online so that her Agatha's rabbit is called Senor Scratchy. Yes. And Old Scratch or Mr. Scratch is yeah. a name for the devil. It's a nickname. Oh. So I think there could maybe be a tie in with Mephisto. That's what I'm hoping. Good Lord. I, I hope that is so the is case. But Ralph, the rabbit, is the rabbit Mephisto and he's locked in there and she's trying to figure out how to help him. Like, I feel really, like she needs to help a really someone. weird reveal, though. Like, you've had this rabbit yeah. the entire time and it's actually the devil. I think in the comics, there's her son's name is Nicholas Scratch also, and people are like, it might be him. I don't know. I don't know, but I I can't think it's Agatha that is the villain. I I think it's going to be this kind of three-way, like Agatha and uh, Scarlet Witch, and then a third. I think a nice three-way combo would be great for this final. Because she is is her mentor in the comics, and they probably want to pull something from that so we saw her parents say some questions i guess i thought those people in the commercial were her parents i don't now i don't know who are those people are we even going to find out is that going to connect i don't i don't know they're just people from commercials they got but it's the the same same commercial commercial throughout the decades there's got to be a reason I don't know. I think you're reading too much into it. I, I might think, uh, like I thematically the, the the point of the commercials makes yeah. sense, but yeah. I don't think the people those are just like two people who are just trapped in like that role. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I would agree with yeah. Nate on this one. Yeah. I think I think I've heard some stuff about like the parents and their and people being mad online going, God damn it, like Magneto's <laughs> not his dad yes, her dad. They didn't reveal that. I would say 
be patient. Yeah. They've already kind of retconned that she's potentially a mutant. She gets fostered at a really young age. Yeah. Magneto certainly could have adopted her at some point and been yeah. her daddy along yeah. with uh, Pietro's for like the extent of like their late childhood in the teenage years. So sure. it's possible. It's still that it's not out of the question. They don't, they might not reveal it in the next episode, but all those that are like, this is this proves Magneto. They're not going the Magneto route. I'm like, uh, hey, take, take, a, take a step back. We still we still got time. Yeah, yeah. I love when the the scene where she sees the Mind Stone, how it kind of goes like to her. Wanda or like Wanda, like Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. She yeah. sees her future self in the fucking thing, and the stone clearly is attracted to her and comes to her, so enhancing her inherent magic you and know it, how you notice it edits the video yes. like when she edits they, out it got cut out just like in the, the broadcast yeah, yeah. So, so a few things there too in, in one of the comics uh the previous scarlet witch was wanda's mother ah, so yes. did she see herself did she see a different scarlet witch That's like, a good I, question. we don't necessarily even mm. even there know was, that there was multiple scarlet witches absolutely a uh, couple other uh, Easter eggs, if you notice, in the box where all the DVDs are of the TV shows. She has a DVD of Malcolm in the Middle, her father does, but that's supposed to be like 1999, and the show didn't come out until the next year. So, well, it's nitpicky. She got an early She got, she a got an early screener. She was part of the fucking <laughs> union there. Uh, I love when she goes, you know, they're watching Malcolm in the Middle, and Vision is like, oh, is it funny because he got hurt? She's <laughs> like, yeah. no, he's not hurt. It's not that kind of show. But what a commentary on like sitcoms and comics yeah. where nobody dies. Like, what do you guys think of the explanation? It's, it's minor. But it seems like the way they're explaining her accent is that she's it came learned back. English from the com- from the sitcoms. And yeah. she, that's when she's really trying to like be American is she puts the accent off. It's been inconsistent and I... I, I don't know. I just thought in the reality it goes away because it's the reality, and then outside it comes back. Yeah, and in, in 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 Infinity War and Endgame, she has basically no accent. No, it comes and goes. It's a little inconsistent. <laughs> At least they're like trying to yeah. somewhat. They, they're connecting it a little it. bit. Yeah, like it's like when you get drunk, your accent comes out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and the scene where Vision's body is dismantled is looks like a scene from West Coast Avengers, where the White Vision was first introduced uh, in the, in the lab, and he is all taken apart. So, let let's get into the White Vision a little bit. His first appearance, nineteen eighty nine, West Coast Avengers forty five in the comic books. The government of the world decided Vision was too dangerous and decided to mind wipe him, delete all his backups, take him apart. Uh, and then Wanda and the Avengers come in and save him, and they manage to put him back together. But he has none of his memories from the past, none of his personality. Wanda still kind of tries to be with him. It's hard because he's just cold and emotionless. Uh, and then eventually the regular vision comes back as all fucking things do. But wouldn't it be funny if he started talking and, his, and it sounded like James Spader as Ultron? That'd be weird. Oh, shit. <laughs> That would be funny. But it's like the look of it is great. And I always remember white vision from the comics. Sp- speaking of Ultron, not to take this off your, yeah. your um, Easter eggs, but I'd love to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some theories online that Hayward is Ultron reincarnated. Oh, I saw that one too. He could look like Hayward. Yeah. If, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. If he's trying to restart himself or vision or find a body for himself or something. Right. That's a possibility. I don't know. He said know. they mentioned Ultron two episodes ago. What else? The last thing is uh, in the, 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 I found this article where the storyboards to that scene where she gets 
Vision's body, there's alternate dialogue. It's a little bit darker. She asks him, I'm sick of everyone acting like Tony Stark is the only person we lost. Like he's the only Avenger there was. Too bad then if you're Natasha, but at least she was flesh and blood, right? Where are the memorials for Vision? No moving tributes for the synthesoid. She's got a good point. That would have been interesting if she said that, but uh, it was not in the show. But Tony Stark or uh, Robert Downey Jr. heard that that was a line. He's like, he's like, eh. no, cut it. Nope. Uh, he doesn't work here anymore, but we have to listen to him for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. Okay, so I think we all agree that this is is not going to wrap up next episode, but uh, any theories for what you think is going to happen? I still think we're going to see Doctor Strange, the magic, the different forms of magic, the shapes his magic takes, the shape her magic takes. It's he's somehow connected as it's got to be it's got to be Doctor because it's leading into the movie. Nate, what do, what do you what do you hope to see and what do you think you're going to see? Yeah, I certainly hope for a Doctor Strange cameo. Right. I, I, I mean, from everything they say, this leads directly into the movie. So, it, like, it, to me, it must be. But I, I guess we'll we'll wait and see. Well, one last thing I, I noticed, and I don't know, this might be. I totally imagined this from overanalyzing, but I was rewatching the episode today, right before the show. Yeah. And uh, when Agatha plucks the hair uh, out of Wanda's head yes. to like rewatch to like go through her past, there's right. a very weird shaky cut. Mm. Almost like those edited those parts where Wanda edited out parts of the show earlier oh. in the show, and I rewatched it. And I'm like, I thought maybe my Wi-Fi like stuttered or something. I'm like, no, there's like a weird. It, it, it maybe it's nothing, or maybe maybe there's like a, a a cut place there for like a rewind or something. So I, I don't know. Oh. I'm curious to see if anything comes of that, or if I'm just totally insane at this point and think everything is <laughs> intentional. Well, it's hard to tell with this show because they fuck with you. Because when they did that before, I was like, what happened to my stream? Oh, wait, that's in the fucking show. So a weird, hard jump cut could mean something, could could mean nothing. I will see. It, it also makes me think of, like, if... Uh, I know Kevin Feige came out, he did this article. Uh, he did the TCA panel for the first time, which is the Television Critics Award. He's never done this. And he went there, and he's like, there's going to be season twos of certain series. WandaVision probably isn't one. Because I don't see how you could do another season with the TV shows, but I would like to see if there was like lost episodes because it, it felt like Darcy was saying there was episodes of the shows that she had seen that we didn't as the viewer get to see. Like, was there other, they could, I mean, that'd be a fun bonus, but it would be going back again, but I don't think we're getting a second season, which is fun. I, I hope not. not. Westworld kind of so. showed us like first season was amazing to analyze and then it yeah. could not live up like that no. kind of like, yeah. like attention to detail and like twists, constant twists. Like it, it cannot be redone over and over again. It's, it's very challenging. So I would hope not. Yeah. The gimmick is done. The gimmick for I, I this would, one's done. I would say, I mean, as far as like expectations, I, I would agree. I think we might get a Dr. Strange cameo, but I have no expectations. I, I'm kind of going into this like just. Make me happy. I want action. You've made me happy this far. Is make me happy. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what's your best guess? Like, you got uh, okay. You, that's what's got to get resolved. Okay, finally, you have to figure out number one is uh, is Scarlet Witch going to let everybody out of the hex? She's going. Is she going to going to take it down herself? Like, is she going to release it, or is it? Is, is, or does Agatha have to like kind of do something to make that happen? And or does Vision? Uh, realizing that he's not real is that the thing that's going to stop this whole hex from happening and then you also you have monica rambo and white vision to yeah. deal with and hayward and whatever so there's a lot of things to tie up 
And we still got that book, that glowy book that they cut to. Yeah. That we, was that, that the Dark Hold? Was that what magic book is that? I don't know how it's going to happen. I, I'm going to predict the hex does come down. At the end of the episode, there's going to be a big fucking fight, of course, but I bet it ends on a fucking cliffhanger. Uh, like, is is the does the hex expand and oh, and everybody gets powers, or does the hex implode and the people there get powers, or does nobody get power? There's a lot of like little things because you know they did that with Monica in and out, in and out, and then her genealogy changed, and all of a sudden she's fucking photon. Fuck! What so, if it expands over the whole world? That'd be fucked up if they do that. Are they just gonna drop that whole thing? They're just gonna just her? No, it's just just this. Drone I gets magic on so, it, and yes. just and just, and just Monica Rambeau yeah. gets transformed, and no one else. Because does. those all, all those people should be mutants now by this yeah. uh, logic. Well, the, all of their their the DNA is rewritten. Should, should be re, yeah, should be they should be getting scanned and them going. I don't know what the fuck's going on with this. Well, she had to go in, in and then out and then back in. So three entries before that's she really entries, got yeah. like and then, fully rewritten. So. And then what if like being blipped also enhances something? Maybe just the people who are blipped and multiple entry. Like, does that factor in? Who knows? It's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of things. Going. <laughs> but look, I'm just hoping for a big fucking blowout showdown entertainment. And at the end, I just want to be like, holy fuck. Oh, shit. Like, uh, they, uh, and there will be things that aren't going to be wrapped up. Do you up. think, let's get a uh, time prediction. What do you think the time stamp Oh, it's is? so apparently from what I, things I see, this is going to be the longest episode yet. But that doesn't mean much as this last episode was maybe... 36 minutes of actual content out of it's whatever runtime 45 let's go 45 of content yes so yeah so we need like a 55 minute runtime to get 45 minutes but that's a lot to get through in that amount of time we shall see we will see one more i'm pumped yeah me too let's do some news from the nation It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. (laughs) It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I'm just getting that now. Yikes. Uh, there's the part where I read comments from you, listener from our Facebook group, Jock Inter Nation. Got some reactions to episode eight. Bruce O'Hughes asks, do we even know who Jimmy Woo was looking for in Westview? Oh, you know what? That's a good fucking question. Who was he looking for? Does it matter? I honestly, I didn't even pay attention to what you just said. Remember Jimmy Woo was looking yeah, for it, somebody? <laughs> who the fuck he's looking for? You son of a bitch. Let me tell you about Tony. All right. Tony ruins lives. <laughs> Jess, anybody else care? No, I'm moving on. Jess Rivera, anyone upset with the possibility of Magneto not being her father? We discussed this. It could be parents she made up like Westview, or it could be foster parents. It could still be Magneto, just like Anthony said. Yeah, possible. Bill Vincent says, love that they're getting in more into magic. Also, West Coast Avengers vision looks dope. Joe Henry, my question is, why did Haywood lie? To Monica about vision. That is a good question. Why would he show her edited video of Wanda making it look like she stole vision? Well, I think she, to Monica, I don't think she she completely trusts Monica. Oh, like, okay. As you could see, like Monica has her own sword conglomerate that trusts her and her mom. And it, like, That's there's true. different yeah. factions within yeah, yeah. sword that. Believe, so I don't think I think she looks at Monica as like a threat 
Because yeah. she's her mom's daughter. I guess he was trying to get Monica to see Wanda as a threat. Right. But it didn't really work because she got and, to meet her. And she gives him that uh, underhanded compliment, like, when the very first time she meets oh, yeah. him, where of, like, oh, like, you were the best choice. You're the only choice. And, like, I wasn't going to say it, you know? So it's, like, <laughs> it doesn't mean they have a good rapport, even though they have yeah. that, like, friendly. That's, like, I, tr- I talk to coworkers like that all the time. doesn't mean I like them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little <laughs> passive-aggressive, maybe more yeah. aggressive. Uh, Peter Kendall, who was on the show a few episodes ago from uh, How Do I Jump, says, I'm kind of calling that Wanda is going to want to learn more about her powers by the end, and we're going to get Doctor Strange cameo. Also, Imran, I want to ring the I called it alarm for Wanda basically being the battery for her vision. He was right. He did say that. Remember, I didn't think that was the case. But I don't even remember what I say on the show. So, Well... But so I don't understand how this vision that she created has a conscious like who's hot. That's also magic. Just it's chaos magic, bro. It's chaos magic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nexus. You can't control it. Uh, Johnny Guns, new patron listener, tweeted at us. He said, at Jock and Nerdcast, at Really Rug Boy, digging the instant reaction casts, Imran. Thank you. And yes, Marvel has introduced Vitiligo Vision. <laughs> But the question still remains, does this vision also wear shoes without socks? Oh, shit. Hashtag WandaVision. Hashtag I saw him. Impeach Imran, which is our most popular uh, hashtag to use. Impeach <laughs> well, Imran. Well, the vision's wearing boots, and I don't think he's wearing socks. Uh, this is a deep cut callback. I think Anthony started choking because he was laughing at this question. Is that what yeah, happened? Yeah, I choked on some water. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a deep cut of a question. No impeaching Imran. <laughs> Hashtag impeach Imran gotcha. Okay. That, yeah, that's always funny. But uh, yeah, that was like two summers ago. I didn't uh, with the socks and the shoes. Whatever. Great deep, great reference. I can't believe that, that. Yeah, that is a, a very deep cut. That's a fucking great reference. <laughs> Nate, just for reference, uh, oh Imran made the argument to us that you'd never, you don't need socks. They're unnecessary. They're unnecessary. It's a the articles of clothing. Of clothing well, so. When your skin's vibranium, like definitely not. But right. for That's you, Imran, what, probably. What human skin? Yeah, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I have vitiligo. I have, it's like vibranium. It's kind of like vibranium. It starts with a V also. I'll be fine. I'm like okay if you're wearing like these canvas like boat shoes you're good but he's like wearing like fucking like real leather (laughs) shoes dirty sneakers and shit yeah he's rocking that that hipster thing Miami Vice look from the fucking you're wearing wingtips with no socks (laughs) it doesn't work no I got penny loafers with a diamond there uh, you have a very kind wife whenever you take off those shoes I don't think she doesn't say anything yeah I don't show her I just kind of sneak in and don't look Very at my kind. feet. Hashtag impeach and run. Daryl K. Okay, this is moving into something we're, we're going to kind of segue into. What are we watching? Daryl K. asks, any plans to do an instant reaction or review of Superman and Lois episodes? Because this show is seriously the best live action Superman content in a very long time. Oh, wow. shit. Wow. Uh, so a lot of people check the show out. Seemed like a lot of people dug it. I want to share Del Hauer, our buddy Matt Del Hauer, very smart individual uh love his opinions here's what he had his thoughts of the pilot and then we'll get into our thoughts a little bit he said the pilot of superman and lois was great the show felt very different to what we are used to seeing come out of the cw ultimately refreshing in terms of what we see in the superman for nearly a decade now it was cinematic it had heart genuine and believable characters and was more competently acted than anything i've seen from the channel in quite a while it has also proved as i've shouted for years that the modern and engaging Superman's story can exist with its own bits of gritty realism. 
while still maintaining the heart of the characters it is portraying and even delving into some of the, the fantastical. They took Snyder's cinematography and gave it an adaptation more worthy of it. Check this one out. Wow. Oh, shit. Big recommendation from the Delhauer. Uh, let's just go into what are we watching, guys? Anybody else check out this show at all? I watched it. You watched yeah. it. Anthony, probably not. I've not, no. Nate, I know you're not a Superman fan. Did you uh, Did you see this was on? I, I, I've heard a lot of hype about it, but no, I've, I've not. Superman's not my thing. Ruggs, you want to go first? What did you think overall, real sure. quick? Of this, uh, it was like I, an hour I, and a half gonna pilot. Have to- I'm gonna have to agree with Matt here. Oh shit! What? Oh um, shit! Yeah, I, I think it's the. Be- Hold on a second. I'm like, it's the best thing on the CW in a while, which is not saying much. Okay. All right. So it's a, it's probably the best thing that the CW has put out since the first Arrow like pilot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was well acted. It it felt like there was some grounded uh, realism to it. Uh, there was some emotion there, like the guy who plays Superman. Actually, like you felt like uh, you felt things for him. You're like, oh, you feel like sympathetic or you feel bad for Superman or you like understand that like his mother dies. I don't I just spoil it. Like, but like, um, spoiler alert. Yeah. And he's got to go and deal with that whole thing. So it's like it was a good kind of well grounded episode of Superman. It wasn't like all this. It wasn't like uh, this garish, uh, you know, uh what do you call it? Like campy and shit. Like it was just kind of like matter of fact, Superman, like, you know, he's this guy and everybody needs him. And then he has two kids and the kids are like, they're discovering their powers, I guess. So, uh, it's, it's interesting. It had something interesting to it. I also, I thought, I, I thought it was not bad. I kind of tapped out me, the person that tried to watch every goddamn CW episode of every show for many years. had. Had tapped out at the CW. Hey, they started out good, Nate, and then it was just like, who's still watching this? Seven years. Do you have a favorite CW show at all that you, you liked? Uh, OG uh, era was. Yeah, OG fact. era was. That's the best one. That honestly was. That was fun. OG era and then Flash for a couple seasons was. Flash good in the beginning. Legends in the beginning it was kind of fun. Okay, so this it's kind of interesting in the angle they're taking. It does. It's filmed kind of like a Zack Snyder Man of Steel. This is a Superman part of life we really haven't seen. The setup is he's married to Lois and they have twin boys, Jordan and uh, what's the other one? Jonathan, right? Uh, And then we already give spoilers. The twist is like you think Jonathan Kent, one is a, he's like a jock who plays football, Jonathan, and Jordan is more of an introverted outcast, socially awkward. And uh, Jonathan is very good at football. You think he's the one who's going to have powers. It turns out it's the other kid. But you have a Superman here who has to talk about uh, mortgages and land leases. And so not the most exciting stuff all the time. He's moved to uh, to the farm and they're going to start living there. But it's a Superman's time of his life I've never seen on TV. And it was it was heartfelt. And Tyler Hoechlin, he's a fucking good Superman. Like Henry Cavill, sometimes a little like too hunky. It's distracting. This guy is like just in the middle. Like, he's good looking, but you believe, you kind of believe him and you feel bad for him. And he has such hopefulness. Like, in the beginning, he's wearing uh, a suit that's uh, modeled after, like, the old school Fleischer cartoon suit, which is great. And this kid goes, love your outfit. He goes, thanks, my mom made it for me. And takes off as Superman. And it's just, like, so wholesome and cheesy. So he channels, like, the Christopher Reeve a little kind of well and does I, I his mean, own thing. His acting compensates for his, his looks, it's, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. 
because he has kind of like he's not like a bad looking dude or anything at all, but he's got like a villain face. He does have kind of a villain face. Yes, you just because he's been villains in shows before. So I I haven't cast him that way. Yeah. Other people have cast him that way. But like he kind of he disarms you with his with his acting, I guess, and, and and his and his approach to the character. So I think that he does he does a good job. In that I was surprised. It was better. It was a little better than I thought it would be. I might stick around and watch a couple more episodes. Uh, Nate, okay. anything uh, you watched that you'd like to recommend or trash or heard or played or anything? Well, I don't know if you guys are big anime fans, but the trailer the trailer for um, My Hero Academia Season 5 came out recently, oh. and it looks pretty good. Uh, so I would, if, if your fans are into that, I would check it out. Uh, what's the deal with that show? Why do people love it so much? Uh, it's like the newest shonen show that's like good, you know, some of the <laughs> other ones. I don't know. And it's also recent. You know, One Piece has a million episodes. Naruto has a million episodes. But ah. this is only in like a fit, its fifth season. Um, and then just really relatable characters, I'd say, because it's a lot of like there's like it's a lot of students with like some of them have lame powers, but they're still effective. Like one of them is just a girl that is like a frog. That's <laughs> that's her power. Yeah. And, like not in the cool like X-Men way, but just like she's a frog. Uh, some guy has like sticky things that stick to his head. That's it. Um, that's great. <laughs> so it's just fun. Like it's almost relatable. Like I'd be one of those. Like I wouldn't have a cool power. Power. Like I would get like long eyelashes that would like you know create a, a light breeze or something. I so, can extend um, my eyelashes. <laughs> right. So it's just a fun show. But uh, it, it, the end of season four had a really climactic, like really awesome ending, and uh, it's it's worth checking out for sure. It, that and then of course uh, Demon Slayer cannot wait for that movie to hit the the US. Oh my goodness. That was a, that's breaking records over there. Yeah, it's now topped uh, I think all of the uh what's the like Spirited Away, all those movies. Like that was like the number one movie over there in Japan and for animated movies and it's it now is Demon Slayer's on top of that. It beat that. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. What is the box? What's the international box office of Demon Slayer? It's like in the is it billions yet or is it What? Off to, really? Off to look. It's it's huge. It's big. 350 million. That's yeah, what this so is. Demon Slayer yeah, box it hasn't, yeah, for, it hasn't come here j- yet. What? And it's one of those like animated movies. It's just like the, you know, like the, anim- the animes have these movies that don't even like relate to the, like the story sometimes. And like, it's just one of those that is like killing it. It's crazy. Uh, hmm. This article from when is it? Oh, December when it came out. So Demon Slayer became Japan's biggest box office hit of all time over the weekend, pushing Miyazaki spirited away into there second place. Uh, holy shit, it made $350 million, Japan's biggest hit. I got to check this out whenever it comes out. Yeah, I mean, that's a gargantuan hit. It's Damn, huge. Good, 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 uh, good tip. That's there. like, it, 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 that's more than Disney movies do over there. Yeah. Wow. Anything else? Uh, well, Anthony, go, uh, you watched the Golden Globes. I kind of <laughs> wanted to get your uh, the highlights. Some of, we had some big MCU talent get some big awards, some future, some present, some past. Uh, what was the highlights? I mean, it was a yeah. pretty shitty show overall. They did not do a very good job with the Zoom. Oh, my God. Um, there was technical difficulties. and uh, Yeah, I mean, the stuff. whole appeal of the Globes is like you watch these actors and actresses just get drunk and make stupid speeches, but they can't do that because they, they're not hosting them live at the open bar. <laughs> they can still so. get drunk, though, at home. Yeah, but it's just not the same. <laughs> it, it was just, it, I mean, overall, it was a shitty show. There were some surprises. The best actress not for win for Andre Day was crazy. Uh, the best supporting actress win for Jane Fonda, or not Jane Fonda, excuse me, Jodie Foster Jody was Foster. crazy. Um, but then we kind of like Chloe Zhao won, uh, Chadwick Boseman won, Nomad Land won. So some clarity in some stuff, but some crazy shit in the other ones. 
A lot of history being made. Chloe Zhao becoming first, a second woman to win Best Director, first woman directed movie to win Best Picture, first Asian American woman. It's weird though. Like the the Globes have been like this thing for a long time. Yeah, and then there was an article probably like last week or the week before that like the Globes are just like. They have no black members, even though they're the Hollywood foreign press. It's like people from all these countries, yet no one's black. And it's only like 87, yeah, 90 people. Yeah, it's only 87 people choosing this. They've been a joke and, and, for a while. It's been like, and the only reason like it was a thing was because like it's a party. But like now it's like, okay, you can't do the party. And you really like don't mean anything in the midst of like, it's just 90 people with like yes. questionable credentials. Right. And like a lot of these people are paid off to like vote for stuff. So like, it's just a weird, weird thing that the Globes was, was a phenomenon that it is. It's uh, in between the Emmys and the Oscars and the Globes is like both pick a lane Globes. You get a reward TV Globes or movies. It's like rate Like some of the, they, their like ratings haven't really gone down. No, like, I been just really good. saw a story, uh, lowest multi-year low this year for ratings for this the, year. Uh, yeah, just yeah. 5.4 million viewers. So you and Gerald Morris Me and Gerald were Morris the only ones. Nate, you an award show guy. Do you follow any of this? Goodness, no, I, I don't <laughs> care. It's it's like it's kind of like uh, Greek gods just like betting on us like little, mortals. Little like it yeah. doesn't matter to, to me. <laughs> but even with the Globes, Anthony, like they're they always have these picks. They they try to be different from the other awards. So the stuff you think they're going to pick, they sometimes they want to go the other way just because they already got an award at the the other awards or it's well, usually Oscar they, favorite. Like, from, from my research, since I've never really watched the Globes, they usually can't pick you like. This. <sighs> Like the fan, like the the most popular, or maybe like the the like most starry pick. But some of their picks this year were like a little little weird. It was a bad show, though. It really yeah. wasn't really wasn't fun to watch. It was fun to watch, but I, it was fun because I've just nerded out for the past year in the movies. But <laughs> Wait if you were a casual person, it yeah. was not fun to watch. I thought Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were funny. They made a lot of fun of the Hollywood Foreign Press and the Golden Globes on the Golden Globes in the beginning. I like when they make fun of the award show because it is just silly sometimes, but a lot of speculation for the Oscars. So we'll see how those winners shake out. Yep. I got one more. What do you got? I just started watching this old show, 2017's Future Man on. Ooh. I love Future Man. Geek movie. I, I, uh, I'm having a good time with it. There's some really horrible writing. Yeah, but like, it's fucking funny. Even when it's, it's dumb it is, and stupid, it's fucking it, it, funny. It, yeah, it is dumb and stupid, but yes, it does make me laugh. That's so why it's good I've been dumb, st- stupid humor. I've been sticking with yeah. it, even though I'm like, wow, this and, and and this I make this point all the time. Comedies can just get away with any kind of stupid writing right. because as long as it's funny, then it doesn't matter. And that's exactly this personification of this show. Uh it's about a guy who plays a video game. And he beats the video game. And as soon as he beats the video game, people from the future come back in, to get him because they need his skills to to be the savior of the uh, of the future. And uh, hilarity ensues. Uh, people switch dicks. There's a lot of fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Listen, I recommended this show. None of you fuckers remember like three years ago when it came out. I was like, oh, my God, Future Man is hilarious. The first season is better than the second season, but they're both good. Well, this is what's happened with. With Corona, I'm going into shit that I never would even waste time with. So maybe a function of Corona, me and be me having like so much time that needs to be filled with other stuff, or there's no, nothing new coming out that's cool. I guess because like you know production has halted this whole year. Yeah, there's a whole. So, 
So like there is a gap yeah. of stuff, and I'm like, okay, I need something to fill the gap. That's why I watched that fucking show with Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> another another fucking life. I watched. Oh that my god! Shit. Wait, I had one more real quick. For all mankind on Apple TV Plus, uh, second season started. I just binged like all ten episodes of the first fucking season. It's from Ronald Moore, the guy who did Battlestar Galactica. This is a fucking great show. It starts out a little slow. But oh boy, does it get into cliffhangers and it just is uh it's an alternate history where the Russians land on the moon first, they beat NASA, they get up there first, they get a woman up there first, America has to scramble and uh figure out how to stay ahead, and then just this alternate history happens and it's really, really good. I was like, holy fuck, I couldn't stop watching the fucking show. Yeah, it sounds cool. Maybe I'll check that out too. Uh Nate, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. I hope you had fun. It was a blast, man. I really enjoyed being on the show, chatting with you guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to see if any of our predictions come true next episode. Probably, probably none of them. Will you tell the listener where they can find you, what you want them to do, what you got coming up on uh, Nat One Presents? Yeah, check us out. We have a, our podcast is on every single channel you have: Spotify, Apple Music, uh, or Apple Podcasts rather, and and Google Podcasts. So just Nat One Presents uh, is is the name of the podcast. And yeah, if you like, if you like role play if you like improv uh if you want to find out uh, about the kool-aid man's probation officer or willie Whoa. wonker's lawyer Ooh. um and just ridiculous situations like that uh these are like the the crazy characters we play so <laughs> give us a listen and uh check out our site yeah the snozberries so taste like snozberries it's very important uh i think <laughs> <laughs> i just willie wonka like willie fuckers. i know that but what what, what okay he just mentioned Willy Wonka's lawyer. That was the uh, callback. We'll work that into our next bit. Yes, Thanks, make sure you say snozberries. I did listen to him. I just like that there was crickets. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I had a I might have box. to edit in crickets now in that yeah. spot. Oh, we got to. But I did listen to your most recent episode. Was that you, Nate, or the other Nate? Uh, where you were. It was uh, the do's of DMing. Oh, yeah. That was that was the other Nate. Yep. That was the other Nate? Uh, yep. Jesus but Christ. very informational because in this world, DMing means a whole other thing. <laughs> I mean what you think it means, but uh, if you want to be a dungeon master, it, he, they had a lot of good points because I've been told a lot of people have told me that like, you would make a really good dungeon master. And I was like, I never fucking played this once, but thanks. I Absolutely. Guess. The, uh, your enthusiasm and like the, you switching between the different uh, co-hosts on your show. That's exactly what a, a dungeon master does with Ooh. players. So you would, you would be fantastic, but do you like enforcing rules is the question. So, I guess like you just play God, right? You could just basically uh, do it would all you go want. to your head. Actually, oh, probably. Mm, I might actually like this. I might hit you guys up, uh, get through a, a mission. I know people in the Facebook group are like, let's do a D and D thing. So we'll see what happens, but thank you so much. All those links will be in the show notes, listener. You can check out all that stuff. Visit jockandnerd.com slash 371. Rugboy, where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at reallyrugboy. Come by and say what's up. Subscribe to the show, listener. That way you never miss a show. And the most important thing, share this with a friend. Geek out with your neighbors. Uh, run over to your neighbor, knock on the door, give him one of these with a mask on, and then run away. And see if he doesn't call the cops on you. It's a fun game to play. So far, I have never not had the cops called on me. So I'm batting a thousand. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll catch you next time. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Fuck's sake, man, you amateur. My balls were hot.